show from a heavy metal perspective. From Danzig to death, to Dark Throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll. And welcome to another episode of the Metal Podcast. The only show with metal in the name that doesn't talk about galvanization. DJ, how are you doing? I couldn't be better if I were anyone else. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm good. And you sound thrilled to be here. And you know what? This week we we got a little guest with us. Our old dear friend, Tan the Man, Tanner Poppet. How you doing, buddy? How you guys doing, man? I appreciate you both for having me on. It's good to talk to you, and uh, I look forward to our conversation today. Right, and uh, last week I, I lied to you all. I'm sorry. I said we were going to talk about the PMRC, but you know what? Tanner popped in, and he just said, hey, what are you guys doing? And I said, you know what? I think we can uh, adjust our schedule. And so this week, we're going to be talking about overrated and underrated bands. Now, here's the way it's going to work. So we're going to go, we're going to start with underrated, or start with overrated, and then we're going to go with underrated at the end so we don't leave everyone on a on a negative note with like, oh, that band's not overrated. That band sucked. We, you know, we want you to feel a little more uplifted, you know, you know. And I figure we'll just pick one of us. Uh, I'm going to go first because I'm going to open and close because this was my idea. But I'll I'll start with an an overrated band and then we'll discuss that and then I'll pass it down and then they'll pass it down and then we'll go with overrated or sorry, underrated. I don't see. I'm already getting messed up. It's a lot to remember two whole things, but anyway, that's how it's going to be. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a an overrated band. Uh, this is it's not really a particular order. Uh, I I have my my number ones of each, but everything else is just kind of they all could bounce between each other. But my my pick for uh, number five, if you would, most overrated band. Oh, and sorry, and the, the 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 rules that we had discussed is we couldn't tell anybody what was on our list, and no Metallica, just for obvious reasons. But my number five is uh, Guns N' Roses. That would be my first pick for most overrated band of all time. Uh, this is a band that came out at a time when there were probably... 5,000 bands doing the exact same thing that they did, and they didn't do anything special. They were just very heavily marketed, and they were all train wrecks of people. Does anyone uh, disagree with me? If you Go ahead and chime in if you think I'm crazy on that one. I have them on my list as well, but wasn't necessarily going to feature them if someone else... Uh, Get put them on the list. That's good. Okay, so uh, Tanner, how do you feel about Guns N' Roses being an overrated band? Uh, the the worst band of all time, in my opinion. So, okay. um, yeah, I had them on my list as well. I think, <laughs> Christ, I think I think we all call each other. Um, yeah, no, this this is actually probably my number one. If we're gonna take 
take shot hot shots but yeah no i just i i just i i hate axel rose's voice i hate his his cadences i think they're not really good songwriters although slash is a great player that's really the only redeeming factor in my opinion and it's also a band too let's be honest they made one quote-unquote great record uh and then didn't do anything else worth of note for me so yeah they're probably the most under or under jesus fuck I, yeah i got you, i got you, I got you. yeah <laughs> there, yeah. there was my uh there's my my bomb today so uh yeah no there's just there's nothing redeeming about this band for me so yeah that obvious for me guns N' roses number one overrated band yeah and and i will i will comment on slash slash is a good guitar player but he's not good enough he's he's not a a van halen where everyone else is competent at what they do and then he really elevates it he does play in a somewhat creative way but i think if he was just a generic normal looking guy if he did not wear a top hat and dark sunglasses on stage I, i don't think that he would really be singled out Everything about them is is so generic. And I I often think about them as far as overrated bands go because they're they're one of those bands where people that are really like really not very smart, like like really low IQ people that think like I know music. Like trust me. I've heard songs off Appetite for Destruction that are not the singles. Yeah, like I'm I'm a I'm a really into music where their singles are the best songs on those albums. Or I guess that album, I, I use your illusions, pretty bad album. The songs are extremely overindulgent. Uh, like no November rain is an okay song until you realize that it's been seven minutes and it's still going on. And then eventually they came out with Chinese democracy, like six years after it was even recorded. I don't know if you guys remember this, but Axl Rose came out at like the MTV Music Awards or VMA, something like, I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was in like 2000 where he called the GNR 2.0 where, where Buckethead was playing guitar and Buckethead is actually like a, like a legendary guitar player. Like he could have elevated that band, but he was really out of place, really underutilized. And Axel Rose coming out with his cornrows and just looking like crap. I, I do think he is not a good singer at all. He's extremely annoying. And their songs are so corny. I think Welcome to the Jungle is an it's an okay song. I, I don't want to ever listen to it ever again because it's so overplayed, but as far as songs go, that is an okay song. I, I hate Sweet Child of Mine. That song is so corny. It is so annoying. Estranged is really bad. Their cover of Attitude is terrible. Like the Spaghetti Incident, that was the last thing they put out before they broke up. They were pretty much just a tabloid band. They, they, they were nothing special. They, they just were mentioned by, by people that didn't take in music culture have you ever seen the movie first wives club either of you no negative documentary uh no it is it is like a boy it's like a a movie for middle-aged like 
I don't like know. A, it's like a movie like for, a... for moms. I, 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 it's, it has Bette Midler, Goldie Hawn, and I want to say uh, Diane Keaton, I think, is the other girl. But this is the first time I ever heard of Guns N' Roses, where some girl had a recycling jug full of alcohol, and they were talking to her about her drinking. And she said, I had a party last night. And Bette Midler says, wait, who? Guns N' Roses? Like, that was the first time I ever heard it. So the, the band just, it, it, they are a, a pop culture thing. They exist as a piece of pop culture rather than a piece of music culture. Like, you know someone is a music noob when they really like Guns N' Roses. Like, the only people that like Guns N' Roses are the people that just got into music. Like, I just discovered this band that everybody knows about. Or women that were groupies in the 80s. Those are the only people that like Guns N' Roses. You know, there was a point in time where, when Guitar Hero came out, that it, like, we had a huge resurgence for that fucking band. Stop Gosh, doing that! doing it. I can't what a sweet child of mine. Right, right. But that, that song was on was on the the that uh that game and whatnot and it jump started this whole thing of of Guns N' Roses and I just again I hated the song on the game. I hate I, I still will never Could you play it on expert though? That's the real question. No, but I did I, yes actually yes I did because I had to do it to beat the game. But I also did the uh, the Charlie Daniels, uh, uh, what is it, the Devil Down to Georgia thing, and that took me, you know, maybe I might have smashed a few guitars to get through it, but I did it. But yeah, no. So I, you I, don't I never, hate, you don't I, dislike them enough to not play the game anymore. You still played the game, but it technically wasn't yeah. Guns and Roses. That would've been cool if you just broke the game. <laughs> I played the game too. I don't think I could play it on expert though. I I would never want to play the game again. Too. Again, it's one of those things too, where like once you he- hear it, just like playing that game once, it just it loses its luster, just like the band. So yeah, most overrated band for me would be Guns N' Roses. All right, well, you know, good thing you you, you brought more to the table. Well, since we do have crossover, and uh, you know, yeah, DJ, why why don't you go go next? We're just doing one band at a time? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, I, I don't think we need to keep talking about how much we all think Guns N' Roses is overrated. I think we got a, a good amount now. But yeah, now you just now you go with, a, with an overrated band. I'm going to go with, I think they're around the same level as GNR, but different genre, but with Green Day. I good think pick. they're they're one they're one of my they're one of my biggest and the thing is is because in the 90s I was a kid and actually they were one of the bands I was always played on the radio and I really liked when I'd come around and I even liked their best hit CD or whatever but then they took like this 2000s direction Boulevard and on, of Broken Dreams oh my and when the when tell me when September ends you know it never ends or wake me up when September ends might as well. Do you, would you like uh, to hear a story about um, Boulevard of Broken your, Dreams? Oh man, you, could you, you sing were, the song after for me? No. Well, I'll, I if if you want, I, I guess I could. You know, it is your birthday now. So uh, Tanner and I we went to uh, we went out to eat 
at some restaurant. And then he just said, time to go. And I said, wait, wait what's going on? And then he uh, directed my attention to the radio that started playing Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And, uh, Tanner, you may not remember that. Does I Tanner walk a lonely road uh, down he, the lonely road he, of Broken Dreams? Is that I, the song? Yeah, I think he was indicating to me that he did not want to walk down that uh, lonely road. I, I think he wanted to walk down an angry road. Uh, I I remember that. I remember. I yeah. don't. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. It's a true I'm story, glad. even if you don't remember it. <laughs> I'm glad I don't. Also, too, I didn't know we'd be talking about Green Day on a on a platform called the Metal Podcast. That is. It's a music show. It's a music show. <laughs> it's a music show from a metal perspective. So heck yeah, ah. that was Green Day. Great pick. <laughs> yeah, I got some stuff to say about Green Day. Green Day is a band. Th- that is really edgy when you're like nine. Exactly. Green, Green Day is a band like you that you you hear the record Nimrod, and then you're like, oh man, do do you know how many times they swore? Wow. Oh yeah. And then they and there that's another band that a, a good word to describe them is corny. They 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 have no edge. They are as edgy as a bowling ball. And you know that they think they are extremely edgy. They got heavy, uh, heavy, um, I guess, airplay on, on MTV. You know, that, that song, the good riddance time of your life, a uh, heavy rotation. That was, MTV. that was played at like, uh, weddings, those people's wedding songs. And then any funeral would play that song too. It's pretty funny to play a song called good riddance at someone's funeral. That's yeah, that that's real good taste. Yeah, Green Green Day is another extremely overrated band. Uh, no, I really just I really can't I can't stand the singer. Do you know how Green Day got popular? Like in into the mainstream? Well, I thought they played at a lot of colleges and stuff, and they were kind of like people thought they were a punk band. Uh, but well, no, I, I don't necessarily know how they got into the, the main they, stage. There was though. there was some festival. That where they were having like a mud and poop fight with the audience. Yes. Yes. That, and, and that was uh, again, like, like Dookie. well that, yeah, that was their album was called Dookie aptly named. I, I would, I would say, but again, uh, another tabloid event essentially. So th- this band didn't have a, a record that blew up and it was really big. Oh my gosh. No, they, they got everyone's attention. Sure. If they're playing at this festival, they're something, you know, they have some kind of, you know, minor success, but what brought them into the mainstream was, uh, tabloid journalism or the equivalent of, of so like, can you believe band has poop fight with audience? Wow. We better buy their next record because they threw mud and poop at people. Wonderful. You can get the same experience going to a zoo and go to the monkey exhibit. That's true. And no one will tell you that monkeys are, are musical geniuses. Yeah. Their, their and lyrics you, really feel it's, it's, it's weird that, you know, these guys are at the time, they're probably you know late twenties or mid twenties. I don't know, but their lyrics really do feel like they were trying to cater to like the tween audience. And I think they, for, for all those bands that like the, like the early two thousands, like the emo bands, 
Green Day feels like they were the first one of those. Now, they don't sound like most of them, but they have the same lyrical content and their music, it feels like it's the the alpha test for those bands that would come later. Like Green Day, and I won't say another band because in case someone has it on their list, which now, if I had to guess, I would say they probably are on DJ's list. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. No, I've got a good list. I don't think you guys would. would... But no, yeah. I mean, we're not going to have My Chemical Romance or AFI on there, but those bands are definitely, right, um, yeah. you know, influenced by Green Day. They yes. exist with that. And Green Day was the biggest. They were one of the biggest bands of the 90s, or maybe the band. Uh, probably not the band. Like, but. But they're pretty, they're pretty big They're As far as for the younger people, I think they got mm-hmm. big. I think they got bigger in the two thousands with American idiot. I think yep. that was when, when they became like, okay, this is just another mainstream cheesy watered down rock band. Like in the nineties, I think people could get away with liking green day and still think like, I'm cool. I like green day where like, if you like green day in the two thousands and you're not a, a an 11 year old girl you are absolutely not cool tanner you want to you want to chime in on green day you got anything to say before we uh worst politics of almost any band uh so that's that main reason why i i hate certain politics uh for bands and they they, they've always well that's what american idiot is that they're all just uneducated songwriters in my opinion uh, it's just, again, it's just my opinion, but you know, I was, uh, that was like the first band I was offered when I started playing guitar and I quickly, uh, threw that away and, and started picking up Ted Nugent. So I'm totally grateful for that. But yeah, no, I have no, uh, I, I don't think, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think they're as, as overrated as other bands on my list. I, I didn't even think to mention them. Um, but yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah. I will give it that. But again, it's one of those bands too, like that is a is a guitar hero band for me. Like they were popular when when that that game uh, was out as well. Like American Idiot, like you said, got turned into like a musical or some some weird thing like that. That's when you know that you are not cool and you get made into <laughs> a musical, like a mainstream musical. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if I had to 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 say something on Green Day, it's just I think it's like a a gateway band. It's one of the bands that you listen to like when you first get started, and then like a week later, you move on to like a band like anything know, like, else. Yeah, like, anything with like even, edge. Like even like Blink One Eighty Two, I think for me has more edge than than Green Day. I think like, that I is have, absolutely true. And Blink One Eighty Two no is problem. not edgy, but yes, they are well, definitely no, but, more edgy than Green Day. Yes, no, but but I, I'm saying I is saying. I still listen to I still listen to Blink One Eighty Two. I don't listen to Green Day. There's the reason for it is I just I don't feel I have as much substance as I like. So yeah, that's what I, that's that's probably what's what I'm getting to. The just substance factor on that band just it's lacking. All right. Well, now give us a pick. That's your turn overrated okay so i just thought of one that popped in my brain as we were talking about um green day and again worst political band probably ever in the 90s is is rage against the machine i got that on my list can't can't i can't do it 
They are <laughs> choices, everybody. Um, yeah, you could now everybody knows where we're coming from here. We, we, yeah, I think AC lied. I think we all did call each other without us knowing it. Um, telepathic, dude, tele, dude, yeah, telepathic. There you go. Yeah, no, I just, I think Tom Morello, while he innovated a style for, Maybe. for sure, I don't, again, again, you'll educate me after I, I, I spew what I got to spew here, but. You know, at the time, I had never heard anything like it. It was heavy, and then I st- the the political aspect I didn't really care about. And then, like years after, just they became part of the machine instead of raging against. Like, <laughs> you know, you do you know what I mean? They're like the biggest hypocrite. I think that's what it is. The biggest hypocrite, bi- hypocritical band for me is Rage Against the Machine, and I just think that may they have like what two good riffs. They? I think bull. I think That's bulls generous. on parade. I like. I mean, I like that riff. It's heavy, but other than that, I just. And again, again, we're going to the Guitar Hero thing. Really they were pop, They were popular on. They had a resurgence because of Guitar Hero for me. So anyway, that's what I got to say. Well, my my problem with uh, Rage Against the Machine. Well, I have a lot of problems with Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> So the, these people are all members of like upper class society and they all just having that name rage against the machine. They, they are very much in favor of the machine, but they act as, as though that they are rebels, but they are carrying the torch for what is in power and they're acting like they're revolutionaries. They're, they're, like these are people that are all they're all rich. Like Tom Morello didn't go to Harvard because he had a tough upbringing and to work his way. No, he is he is from privilege. It's a term that they would use. And Tom Morello is not he's not a bad guitar player. He's not like CC Deville where he's like out of a sloppy mess. But he is he's like not Slash is a better guitar player, but. He he's singled out not because of how he plays, but because of who he is. And their and their riffs, they're all really simple. There's nothing interesting in their music. It is it is just this this sludgy, chuggy, uninteresting, slow. Just it just sounds to me. It just sounds like farts. It just it just sounds it just sounds like. <laughs> And you talk about Guitar Hero Band. Well, that that was a Tony Hawk band. This band has no business being called heavy or musical. Punk bands are more musically inclined than them. And the singing is so annoying. It's it's like people make fun of Limp Biscuit. And and I think Limp Biscuit is not on my list because I don't think that band's overrated. I think most people dislike Limp Biscuit. Sure, they have their fan base, but people pretend that Rage Against the Machine has soul, and they pretend that oh they have they're intelligent. They they this is a band. They have a purpose. Yeah, their purpose is to take your money while pretending that they're fighting some kind of fight when they are just an another uncreative assembly line garbage band dj thought they're on your list they're on my list and 
I think along with the points you made, I think the vocals, it makes the band totally unlistenable. If we're talking about Rage Against the Machine, totally unlistenable. Um, and I think like with uh, what would be interesting, someone who's a lot more either influential or has a better, I guess, I guess influence is the right word is like Terrence Hobbs as a guitarist is an amazing guitarist who, you know, for the suffocation guitarist that I feel like he's what Tom Morello wishes he could be. And <laughs> as far as playing ability and getting others to follow, um, I mean, I don't know what your guys take on that as far as guitar playing. I'm not a guitarist, but it seems like he has a lot more skill and ability than Tom Morello does. Tom Morello is one of those guitar players where nothing he does. It has ever impressed me. He's never had that moment where you just go, wow, like the, the riffs are really simple and the solos aren't that technical. It's like when you hear someone say like, oh, this guy's a good guitar player. And like, well, based on what? Like, what do you know about guitar? That's how he comes off to me. Tanner, what do you think about his as a guitar based on what he does? Tom Morello, again, I think he was doing something different at the time with the whole thing, which I, I, I think is obnoxious now. But at the time... I thought it was cool being a, I don't know, an eight year old in the nineties. And, uh, I, I think what you guys are, are referring to what you're getting at. And I totally like didn't even put two and two together is they're, they're like a politician. Like they're trying to s sell you something that like for, they completely don't even believe in. Oh, they absolutely believe in it. But th this is the thing. They absolutely believe in what they're saying, but they want you to think that, that their opinion is in the minority and, and what is in power does not want them to say what they're saying. Right. And I think that came out a couple years back when they were charging a, a buttload of money just to see them play. And then people started to, call them out as the hypocrites that they are so again it's just the reason why i picked them i just think they're the biggest hypocritical band on my list just in terms of overrated songs pl at the playing at the time from tom morello yeah it was all right other than that there's again they don't offer me anything uh, no they 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 are like amazon telling you that they care about <laughs> small business that that's the that's what they are. And I love the Terrence Hobbs reference. That's, that's freaking awesome. But you know, Terrence Hobbs has more talent in, in his one hand than that whole band has period. Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. A... <laughs> I don't think anyone knows who Terrence Hobbs is compared to Tom Morello. Did you really? Yeah. Well, if you want to talk about legends, suffocation to me are legends. Well, I don't yeah. know if Rage Against the Machine will ever come close for that for me. Tom Morello shows up on TV shows like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, you are you are such a persecuted, uh, persecuted uh, political victim. Oh my gosh! Wow. Very disadvantaged. Okay, you know let's let's uh let's jump around here. All right, now let's let's go to uh, an underrated DJ. 
All right, I got an underrated. I'm going to kind of do a two-for-one deal, and you guys can choose to to not allow this at all, but I'm going to combine Leonard Skinner and 38 Special, partly because they're Just related. Southern Rock? <laughs> yeah. Southern well, Rock fam- is underrated? Same, same family member. or Yeah, they have... Uh, they share family it's, members. I yeah, totally Ronnie, agree. Ronnie, Donnie, and Johnny. But uh, you know, Ronnie was the one that passed away in the the, uh, the their plane crash three days after they released their fifth studio album, and three members died. So I just think like that changes history. They didn't, re- I think, release another record for fourteen years. So seventy seven is when that plane crash happened, killed the members, and then one of their, I think. Founding members just died recently, but uh, but then Thirty Eight Special, I love. I feel like, I mean, maybe they're not necessarily like underrated, but Hold On Loosely, Caught Up in You, awesome songs, awesome bands, and I think the history of it all is like musically uh, very influential bands. I actually love Thirty Eight Special. I like Thirty Eight Special more than Leonard Skinner. I, I, I would actually be more inclined, and this is just my opinion, and we're not. There's no real rules we're making here. I wouldn't put Leonard Skinner on that list, as is because we're talking about underrated. Where I would think yeah, Leonard Skinner is, like... I think they're rated perfectly fine as far as like success to you know actual fans. But Thirty Eight Special, I think a lot less people are aware of 38 special than should be like that is a solid rock band and they have really good hits. Yeah. Like they should be as big as ACDC. There's no reason like those two bands should be synonymous essentially in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's, I really like 38 special. It's really weird when you have bands like that, like bands like 38 special that have a string of hits. And for some reason, they, they never, they never went that extra level because there, there's a difference between being successful and, you know, playing stadiums or in arenas. And I don't think 38 special ever did that. They probably had opened for a bunch of bands. I, I, I would bet that, 38 special has opened for ACDC. Oh, definitely. I, I bet they have. And they probably headline venues like House of Blues or like things like that, like, you know, somewhat big popular venues, but um, not nothing. Uh, maybe they do play arenas. I don't know. I, I could be completely wrong, but most people know Leonard Skinner. I, I don't think most people know 38 special, even though I think they know most of their songs. Well, they're, you know, they're singles at least. Yeah, I think you're right with that. I almost think they're, I think it's interesting when you say bands that didn't take the next level. And I'm sure, like, well, I won't speak for you guys, but I am going to bring up another band, but it's not a band that was even on my list. I doubt it's on your guys' list, but a band similar to 38 Special that didn't take that next level is something like like Boston. Boston's my number one on my list for overrated. Nice. I'm joking. <laughs> um, honestly, I would. I I think what what uh, what is actually on your list is 38 special, and not Skinnerd. Because let's yeah. be honest, 
they made a movie about a Skinner song called Sweet Home Alabama. I, I think, like, do, do you know what I mean? They're, they're definitely in, like, the mainstream where people are still talking about them, Kid still Rock playing the a, same. Did a song still, about listening to that song as well. Yeah, I don't think they got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Until yeah, but that's not the recently. that's not the yeah. parameters that we're doing, but they're still it, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. With, I agree with Tanner. Like 38 special uh, asterisk their part or, or Leonard Skinner had crossover with them. But yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I we're changing do your list. Agree with- <laughs> I, I, I did, op- I did open that. it up for opinions. So yes, I did. But also you guys also, had the, the veto power. Well, also I want to add this too. I, I think Donnie is, is the singer's name. I think Donnie Van Zandt is, is 38 special singer. Just his voice alone is very underrated. I don't think many people talk about just how good of a singer he oh, yeah. is because he's always overshadowed by Ron. And look, Ron's a great singer too. But if we're, if yeah, for Thirty Eight Special, I think if there was not that Skinner connection, I don't even know if that band would be as played as they are. I I don't know. I I think Which is also crazy. I think a yeah. lot of people don't even know they're related too. So. I think I that didn't also up until goes, a few months ago. Yeah, I think I, that you know, that just like, goes honestly. in line with people didn't they don't know a lot about that band because they didn't get the success that they deserved. If if you only semi know about a band's existence, you probably don't know about their backstory. Now, do you think that's partly in because they are related to the Skinnerd camp? Is there some political thing holding oh, them back, or do you think? No, 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 no. I, I think most people don't know that they probably got a push because their relation to Skinnerd probably had, uh, like music uh, producers or you know exec- music executives saying like, "Well, they're related to Skinnerd, and Skinnerd is a, a really." hot item i'm sure we could we could market this and they just some some things don't catch on because they gotta they gotta uh well you know you can only put out so many records like you 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 only have so much to promote in a year so some stuff picks up organically and it becomes timeless and some people just become one hit wonders. And I think that that will tie into what I actually have as my, my number one underrated and we'll come back to that. And I have a lot to say about that one, but I, I, I think it, it was just an unfortunate case of just wrong, wrong place, wrong time and they achieved success but not the success that they deserved and that's a, a lot of bands and i think that's partially what what we're doing here i'm still waiting for i'm still waiting for the band here no what do you mean i'm talking about you're, i'm talking you're, about 38 special that's what i was talking about no oh, oh i thought you were you were segwaying no, 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 into no, no, your no. number 1 no my number okay. 1 yeah yeah that well yeah that's how we're going to round we're going to end the the show with it. But you know, oh, okay. why, now, so why don't you give me your, uh, your, uh, underrated. All right. I'll give you, I'll give you one. Um, well, yeah, obviously. so they, I, if we're talking about metal and especially technical metal bands, this band always, it gets no mention. And I just, 
I, I they're from they're from Texas. They're a band called Hellstar, and I just love the, I just love that specific band. I think James uh, Rivera's voice is just it's almost like Dio esque. If Dio was in like a technical metal band, it would be Hellstar. I don't know how much you know about them, AC or DJ, uh. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I too. yeah, yeah. It, I just think Burning Star is one of the greatest debut records. I I, I love that. I love uh, the Nosferatu stuff, and um, it. But it, it's also weird too. I I there's a point in their career where it's almost like too much. Like you change your name to represent like a vampire. Now it's just really some really strange stuff kind of happened with them. But I always love their first kind of four albums in the that eighties period. But yeah, Hellstar for me has always been super uh underrated and I uh I always forget to mention them, but I'm I'm uh, mentioning them now. So there you go. Well un- unfortunately I have I have nothing to, to say about this because I've I've never heard of this band. I'm just look just looking them up right now and you know they have a pretty big discography. They got I got a lot of stuff out. Yeah I guess I have to look them up, especially with what you're comparing them to. Have you heard of? Yeah, them, it'd DJ? be like. No, I'm looking them up too, and it says uh, people also search for who search for this band like uh, Agent Steel. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Uh, Agent Steel is oh, a good band. Look. It's a good band. Agent Steel is good. So I'm like, okay. Uh, the four bands they mention, I've heard of two: Agent Steel, Flotsam and Jetsam, Seven Witches, and Malice. Malice. Okay, there there's another underrated band too if you're gonna go. Is that there okay? There's it's a like couple pre- bands for like us to check out. Yeah, it's like a priest worship band, it rules. Um but no, just going off of the Hellstar thing, I think because they're from Texas, they were signed to Metal Blade in the eighties, maybe that's what where the the they kind of got lost in the shuffle. And because technical music, I get it, it doesn't really uh uh correlate with a lot of people. So if you're into like but they're also, but I guess, I, I guess Queensryche got really popular. They're very technical um, because of Jeff Tate, you know, that his singing style. So yeah, I don't, I don't understand why Hellstar wouldn't be uh, in that mix there. So anyway, yeah, there you go. Hellstar underrated. Yeah. So some bands again, back, back to 38 special, but this is to a small degree is some bands. They just don't catch on and, and people see it and they go, why is this not popular? And just, wrong place wrong time and that's what a lot of this success for bands come down to and that falls in line with our overrated pick is these are people that really just got lucky for some reason or another and uh that being said I- i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh with my first pick for underrated bands and that is striper when people think of Striper, they think of To Hell with the Devil. And uh, Striper is a band that you would think is just like this cheesy, the glam band, but they sing about Jesus. Oh, gosh, and those cheesy power ballads. But Striper is a, is a quality hard rock metal band. Sure, they do have some cheese, but that was because that type of just like there's there's no way to describe it other than 80s heavy metal but 80s heavy metal it started to take a glam turn 
because those bands, you know, they, that was what was popular at the time as far as in the mainstream. Like Motley Crue did start out as a somewhat raunchy rock and roll 80s metal band, and they got cheesier and cheesier just because that was the direction that it was moving in. Another one of uh, a DJ and my favorite bands, uh, Dawkins, they did the same thing. And Striper, their first record, Yellow and Black Attack, that is a, that is a quality hard rock metal album. Same with Against the Law. They had uh, they had kind of a resurgence in uh, 2015, 2016. They're still putting out good stuff, and I I I like their lyrics. I like that there is an alternative to dark, nihilistic, depressing, evil lyrics. I like that there is a band that does have a wholesome message because there nothing is edgy anymore. Not, not, nothing you, we'll talk about this on our episode next week in regards to what, what we had planned originally for today, but you, you have all these people that they, all their songs, and I'm talking about just rock, but just in just music in general. Now it, it's all just filth. So as far as I'm concerned, the only real way to be edgy is to be wholesome. Being wholesome is the new edge. So Striper, edgiest metal band recording today. Okay. Um, as, as far as, I, I think what turns me off from listening to, to Striper too is the, the whole Christian uh, marketability thing. I think they should have been marketed as just uh, a metal band, which probably would have helped them have more success mainstream wise. I get it. They have their little niche because the Christian metal thing is like just a, a kind of a niche thing. Um, but it's always dissuaded me from ever listening to that band. Cause I just don't like the label of, of Christian metal. It's just stupid. It's, it's stupid. Why? I think because, I just I don't like listening to like satanic metal bands either. I I just think the mon the whole moniker of of Christian metal or any religious metal, whatever it is, it just it has this. I don't know. It's almost like a bad kind of connotation for me. I, I it dissuades me from ever wanting to listen to bands like that. So that, I never gave bands like that a chance because of that. Because that, of the whole moniker of of Christian or this that or. I don't know. It's just that negative connotation comes from a satanic industry that tells you, Oh, look how lame they are. They don't have fun like the other people. And when those people tell me something is bad, I say, Oh, so it's probably good. And I just button down and listen to it. And I said, you know what? Good. I'm glad this band exists and they rock. yeah, I didn't. I didn't say they didn't. I'm just saying, from a a musical standpoint, somebody that likes majority of their fans were also not Christian. That was just what got lumped onto them, and it was probably done. Saying. And it was probably done to dissuade people from listening to them. There you go. You're only proving my point. I'm not proving. I'm not. Well, I'm. I'm not because you 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 are essentially saying that people 
that don't deserve to tell people what to think are right for doing that. Huh? Okay. I guess, I guess I'm in the, the minority on this. So yeah, go, go ahead. You, 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 um, go ahead. DJ, do you like striper? I do. Um, I think I found out about them about five or six years ago. And I mean, they have a little cheese attached to them, they but do. I think it's un- after, it's but it's okay. I like some cheese. It's all right. But I think there's like certain songs I would be like, wait a minute, is this a different singer or like a woman singing? So I sometimes, I think that's the band, but uh, like they're good. I haven't listened to enough of them though, to be honest. Yeah. The, but I have the, listened. Their first record is great. Yellow and Black Attack. That is a that is. A, oh, I think it's an EP. I think it's a full length. But that is, that is a a quality metal record. They do have some cheese, and and almost all of their songs are about Jesus. I didn't and, know that part about them though, about the Christian stuff, which I'm a little more intrigued about them now, to be honest. Oh so yeah, I yeah. Will check them out. That, yep. that is, and I do agree with the wholesome message you you were talking about. Yeah, um, you, uh, you read their lyrics. It's not like it, someone told me I I still haven't found what I'm looking for by U2 is a, about uh Christianity and maybe it is, I don't know. I think Bono is evil. It that's very possible that that song is about that. But like that's all, you know, hidden subtext if it is. These songs are very overtly about Christianity. It there is no ambiguity. There's no denying it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and they are Striper is is also in the in like the camp of Cinderella, where you think Cinderella is like a really cheesy glam. Nobody's band. fool. That's right. a good one. They yeah. But Cinderella is, is is also just like a solid rock and roll band, and they just kind of look embarrassing. I mean, I'm glad um I never well, they're just super dressed glam. like them. Yeah. But yeah, but it's, you would think that Cinderella sounds like poison. Poison's like, actually, we've talked about poison multiple times. Mm. Poison is genuinely a, a not good band. And you would think that Cinderella, because they look like members of poison, poison is essentially the, the metal version of the backstreet boys. Like they're, they're just there to market to women and guys, you want to, you want to go to a show that women are at, go to that poison show where the girls are, where Cinderella was a quality rock band. I I don't think Striper ever, ever did the makeup. Uh, I know they, they've worn some embarrassing clothes, but you know, so did Bon Jovi. But yeah, that's that. That's what I got. I got striper. And I think uh, I think that's what we've all done and underrated. Now, uh, you know, Tanner, why don't you give us an overrated? Okay, okay. So this might be again. I'm going to stick with the thrash metal thing. This might be for me again. It's just me. Maybe mine is like one era of the band's career the most overrated thrash band and that's anthrax i I, i'm not sorry for even saying it 
I, I that's a good pick. I just I don't think it's an interesting pick. I don't think they have like minus I minus fistful of metal and maybe some of the John Bush era stuff. It's <laughs> literally what I said um, on an episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't the quality. It, it, there's so many better bands. I think the reason why that they're quote unquote a part of the big four is because they've kind of come up with that dumb term and latch themselves onto it with the other bands. And that's, what's kind of kept them in the conversation because to me, there's far better thrash bands than, than Anthrax. And one of them would be Exodus, especially from that era too. Yes. Yes. So Anthrax would be my, my probably number two overrated uh, metal band for sure. Yeah, Anthrax, that's a quality pick. Yeah, and I, I said this on a previous episode, Fistful of Metal and Sounds of White Noise. Apart from that, the rest of their discography, there are songs that they have put out that are good. I think Armed and Dangerous is a good song. Uh, Gung Ho is, is okay. But for the most part, their their songs are, are the... There's no real edge to them. Like, I don't feel like I'm listening to a, a heavy metal band. Like, I don't feel like I want to go into a pit. Like, my aggression's high. Well, don't listen to Anthrax. Anthrax will put you to sleep. Spe- especially the last two records they put out in the 80s. Persistence of Time and um, uh, State of Euphoria. Though, like, I, I would go as far as to say those are bad records. The the best song on both of those albums are covers. And while Got the Time is a good cover, but the best song on your record should not be a cover unless it's Undisputed Attitude. And and I, I think most of the John Bush releases are fine. I like those records, but at that point, they're not even a metal band anymore. They're just like a like um, they're almost a grunge band at that point. Like Inside Out is not a metal song. I do like that song, but boy, like you're really, you're really reaching hard there. But the all the Joe Belladonna records, I, I, I would agree. Those are some of the most overrated records. And, and geez, I don't even know. Like, do people like them? If, if so, what's wrong with you? And actually, I, I do know people that say they like Anthrax, but I think I, I have to do like a come on. Come on, I, I don't think you'll actually like him. I, I, I just think that, yeah, they even though they had the whole crossover rap thing, which probably put them into the the whole camp of the Big Four thing. Probably. I think because like they kept hammering that term and putting themselves in that box, I, I really feel like the Big Four came from the Anthrax camp. Probably, just to keep I them, think you're right. Keep them relevant. It just that it just feels like again, man. I I. You want to talk about a, a a guy that's on TV all the time? Yep, I was thinking that too. Yep, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, always look, on MTV, always yeah. it's on everything. VH1, yeah, always. He has no business being on any of the, like Scott Ian almost became like the spokesman for hard rock to to like the mainstream like TV watching audience. Like that was their ambassador. So, yeah, yeah, and you're supposed you to like them. If you're a metal fan, you just have to like, oh, you listen to Anthrax? Oh, yeah, like I like them. And like you'll have not gone through the discography. Like those are the people that like Anthrax. Like we saw them live, and I think... I've seen them twice. 
Yeah, well, it was they opened for Iron Maiden. That's the yeah. only reason I saw them. I it saw them. They, open, they opened for Judas Priest when I saw them. Yeah, that Maiden show they were awful at though. Yeah, they had. A they were like yeah, they, they were, were like literally they were, the, the worst. They were band. so bad. They were so bad that they were going to release an album with that singer, and they ended up having to just fire him. I don't know if they ever released that album. That was in like no, 2010. That's not, that's not what happened. the The story is you're talking about uh, Dan. Um, what the hell is his name? That. Dan something. Anyway, he uh, he Bongino. no he he quit. Dan Bongino. <laughs> no, he quit. He he quit. Um, he he actually quit because he had stage fright issues. Because he was terrible. Well, that makes Dude, sense. Dude, no, like literally, he literally quit because of the stage fright issues. But also, they that were they were some terrible. Athletes. They were terrible with Joey Belladonna a couple of times that, that I saw him in, yeah, just I within agree. the last six to seven years, I would say. Like they did open for Maiden with a bunch of other bands and literally I uh I I, I they were like the, the band where I was like, Okay, I'm gonna go get some food now. Like that oh, was like my bathroom. Yeah, my bathroom band as I call it. And and then when I saw him play with uh I think they played with like Testament at the the House of Blues here. I literally left after like the second or third song because Joey was just so bad. Yeah, that that guy is not a good singer. And from what I what I heard is the original reason that they fired him was because he was extremely unreliable. And for some reason, they went back to him. And um, and, and there was I I think what happened was with that singer is. He recorded the album and then they said, this is no good. And they asked John Bush to be the singer and record over his parts. And John Bush said, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to record over this guy's work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that doesn't seem okay. And then Joe Belladonna said, I'll do it. Give me money. I'll do it. And then that's how he came back into the band. I I, right, I I always wanted to see Anthrax live with John Bush. I never got they to were do great. it. Yeah, they I, were great. I, I had the um, opportunity one time, and, and I really regret not doing it, especially because um, who was who else was on the bill? But yeah, I, I saw them like when they got back with Joe Belladonna. I'm like, yes, it's going to be awesome. And there's like, gosh dang, that was so lackluster. And what's funny is, is I remember interviews with Scott Ian and the boys talking smack on uh, Joey Belladonna. And then like a couple months that he comes back and now he's like the greatest thing. I, I never understood that too. Yeah. they're all Cause right. I specifically remember. Yeah. I specifically remember like th- them being like them talking smack on, I guess they did like an album where, uh, what is it? John Bush did all the, anthrax songs were with him singing over yeah, greater it of two evils and and i guess scott ian was like yeah this is how the album this is how those songs should have sounded and then joey comes back and he's like the greatest thing since sliced bread An- I, anthrax I is finally complete yeah yeah so there you go anthrax for me is is in my overrated camp uh dj do you want to go next for an overrated yeah i'll go next it's uh I'd say it's a step up from a band like Green Day. Oh, good. I, this this band's probably on your list as well. But I'm going with Nirvana as okay. the most overrated band. Nirvana is on my probably. list. And yep. um I never I never liked their music. Um I've gained a, a 
like a little more respect for them. I've seen Dave Grohl live. He did an acoustic set at the Weenie Roast when I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers at Jupa 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 Jupa. And can't stop a Jupa Jupa Jupa. But I hate the Foo Fighters, but but I respect that they exist, I guess, but I also don't like that they exist because I don't like the music and people think they're really edgy. And I went to the LA County fair yesterday and I saw a couple Nirvana shirts. Do you know what's crazy is that uh, John Fogarty was playing at the LA County fair yesterday. He's 77 years old. Good for him. But anyways, (laughs) put me in coach. I'm ready to play. Yeah. Yep. I love John Fogarty, man. Oh yeah, everybody loves yeah. John Fogarty. Yeah. Sweden. That, that guy. You want to talk about a guy that got screwed in the industry? Look no further than that guy. Yep. Classic. What, what happened to him? Well, we'll oh, talk dude, about that some a, other time. We're, we're that could talk, be on a, talk, that could be on a whole other episode. Talking about Nirvana. We're gonna talk about Nirvana. Oh, yeah. we're talking about Nirvana. Well, yeah, not a fan. I like that the bass player one time like threw his bass really high up in the air out. and it came down and yeah, that was cool. And then I think he was like drinking champagne with Brian May of Queen. So that's kind of cool. But I just really don't like the songs. I don't think they have a wholesome message. I mean, the dude, I mean, you can, I guess they have a conspiracy attached to them as well. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, they're, I they're just, they're just not, they're just not like, I like Alice in Chains is a way better band. Yeah. Uh still have like the heroin problem too, but all of those I, I just, bands. I just don't think they're comp- yeah, all that grunge. All of those that Seattle bands. And they're all from the same band. yeah, they're all from the same area too. But yeah, I just I just not a fan of Nirvana really. I just don't think Yeah, uh, they're they don't have a positive message to spread and their music's not good enough. I mean, I I'll, I'll, I'm going to go a step further. Um so Nirvana is one of the most subversive acts of all time i actually had them as my number one most overrated band because all their songs they're all power chords there's no real musicianship in there like obviously dave grohl can play you know i'm not gonna undermine chris novoselic as a bass player he's probably fine but it's all really simple music and the lyrics i think are nonsensical it's like what we were talking about with um, 72 Seasons, which I will give my review of next week, where all of the, like Nirvana's lyrics, they don't, they don't mean anything. I think he just put words down to make it seem deeper than it is. So do you know the story behind Smells Like Teen Spirit, the name? Mm-hmm. You, you yeah, know I like do. where the name came from? Mm-hmm. Okay, DJ, do you know? No, I don't. Okay, so I'll I'll tell you. So a girl wrote in Kurt Cobain's yearbook. You Kurt, or she wrote, "Kurt smells like Teen Spirit." He thought that this was some kind of deep philosophical thing, like Teen Spirit. Like, wow, you know, I really I smell like like the youth and and you know the the decadence of the age. Teen Spirit was a brand of deodorant. And she basically says that he smells like this kind of deodorant and he thought it was some kind of super deep thing. Like, oh yeah, Kurt, he has his heroin's a hell of a drug, huh? He wasn't doing heroin yet. He didn't do heroin until he met Courtney Love. That's actually really, really funny. 
Yep, yep. He, uh, <laughs> it's deodorant. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 the the guy he does. You, you say that he doesn't have a positive message. I say he doesn't. Lyrically, he has no message, and he was marketed as this this kind of bringer of oh wow, this guy he he knows what the what the kids are all about. But really, they used him to to get the kids to to be pieces of crap. He he was teen spirit anti perspirant. Oh, 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 you're you're roboting, so just you know pop out, pop back in. That's okay. I'll finish. I'll finish this point. But um, I mean, yeah. so so what happened is this guy he strings really simple power chords together. He he writes nonsense down. See Bush's lyrics, uh, I would say, are also nonsensical. But Bush's the, the music is actually pretty creative. Bush and Sonic Youth are, are kind of the same thing where they 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 experiment with different sounds. And while I I don't really appreciate nonsensical lyrics, but you know, sometimes you just you just need to have some words for your song. You know, you need something so the so the people can sing along to. That that's fun. People like to sing along with it. But with Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, you can't became, sing. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't really sing along to his songs. You what, can't really right, understand that, his words a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And he became the poster child for hopeless teens, and that was celebrated. And I, I think what Nirvana did was despicable. And people like to pretend, nope, nope, this is what was popular. This is what was this is killed metal. People wanted this. No, 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 no. They told young people, this is what you want. This is what we're doing now. And people want to be where it's at. You know, we're naturally curious creatures. Like, oh, what's everyone talking about? Oh, Nirvana? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll go listen to that. Yeah, I'm listening to Nirvana too. I want to talk to you guys about it. And that's how it goes. You know, you're told, and I'm pretty sure that Smells Like Teen Spirit has the, the most airplay on MTV of all the music videos. I'm pretty sure it holds that record. Well, it literally says sales were boosted by the grunge band Nirvana's Smell Like Teen Spirit, which Kurt Cobain unwittingly named after the deodorant. It also looks like it's it's for females. So was that girl probably saying like, hey, you're you smell like girl deodorant like Kurt Cobain has a, a, a not so great past that we don't need to get into. So it's very possible that that she was not saying something nice to him. And yeah, this, I, I'm not a fan of Kurt Cobain at all. I think his daughter's attractive. Uh, Courtney love is a scumbag. Although celebrity skin by a hole is, is unironically one of my favorite songs of all time. (laughs) I think that song is better than everything that Nirvana ever did. And I, I genuinely hate Nirvana, not because I think their music is so bad because I'm not going to sit here and say Nirvana is bad because their songs are listenable enough. They're catchy enough. I don't want to listen to them, but I hate more what they represent and what they did to music. And, and they did not earn the success that they got. I I can, I completely disagree with, with, with uh, you guys' assessments. That's fine. Um, You like Nirvana? I do. I yes, I absolutely love Nirvana. Um especially the yeah, the Nevermind album. Again, I 
I, I love his voice. I love his cadences. Yeah, that dude. You this love his is good to have. Chords. Well, dude, you can argue that with, that the Ramones are the same way too. So yeah, I don't but the, like any... but the but the Ramones were not the poster child for uh, rock and roll when they were putting their. their they're also out. twenty years before yeah, that. The the Ramones are the ACDC of punk rock where all of their albums sound exactly the same, but the Ramones never had major yeah. success. They're just, they're just kind of a band that was always around like years after that they performed, you know, they're still doing tiny clubs like, or years after they broke out, like they were in rock and roll high school and they, they never had uh, a, a big break, even though the, the records that they put out after their first three which are their most popular ones are far better records. The Ramones are, are, are a band that are almost underrated, but I think more people wear Ramones shirts than listen to that band. Again, so it, where I was going with it, if you're going to, yeah, if we're going to talk about the Ramones, completely disagree with the, with the notion that all their albums sound the same. That's BS. All the Ramones the, albums sound the same. Yeah. The, your assessment of that, the Ramones, all, all their albums sound the same completely not true you're only talking your assessment is only coming from the first three albums no it's which, not that's wait, not wait, a, wait, that's wait. not what i said at all i said they're like acdc yeah where all their records and songs sound the same completely not true well so, uh, well and all acdc records don't sound the same not then not uh their songs don't sound the same either yeah that's what that i is, yeah yeah no no, uh, no no you said the you said that i said they're all like songs, the, i said they're like ACDC and all their albums are the same. All their albums, every Ramones album sounds like it's done by the Ramones, just like ACDC. Like, yep, this is ACDC. Well, yeah, but it's, it's, it has, that's what I'm talking about. Where, where a band like, like Megadeth can go from Rust in Peace to Countdown to Youth in Asia. Yeah, but hold on a second. Or Metallica can go from Master of Puppets to End Justice to the Black album. Like these are all very different sounding records where Ramones, every one of their records, like, yep, this is a Ramones record where you buy a Ramones record. You won't be disappointed because it sounds like the Ramones. Again, I completely disagree with that assessment. You're, you're, I think what, where you're coming from is just the first three records, which came out in a year span. It wasn't even like, that's not true at all. You don't know what I'm talking about because I think those are their worst albums. Like Adios Amigos, Mondo Bizarro, better albums. Yes, but those don't sound like like yes, the, do. the first. No, all... they don't. Animal Animal Boy does not sound like uh, the first Ramones record. No way. They got you're, keyboards on it. They got all my, kinds. You're of missing. Stuff. You're, you've you've so, completely missed the point because you're triggered. I said all of their albums sound like Ramones albums. No, you didn't. Now yes, you're I did. No, I said they're like all... ACDC, where it they all their albums sound like they have that sound. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Compared to like Megadeth, where yes, you're like, exactly. you can't tell it's them until yes. you hear Dave's voice. Like, oh, I guess that's Megadeth because the guitar effects or whatever sound yes. much different on on P cells than they do on the sick and the songs sound dead. different too. Yeah. And they're yeah. different, I, like I, different production I, values. Like the, yeah. the Ramones use the same production value on. Yeah, and they, and they write all same their with songs. ACDC. Yeah, exactly. I I disagree, but that's okay. I'll I'll move I'll move ahead. Um, as far as Nirvana goes, yeah, I really 
I really like the Nevermind album. That was an important album for me. So maybe some of my uh, my assessment here is just from take, take off when your rose tinted glasses. Yeah, but again, this the beauty of this show is we can agree to disagree on things. I I think. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Nirvana. I have nothing. I have nothing bad to say. I like Kurt Cobain's cadences. Again, I like his emotion that he puts into his his singing. So that's that's where I leave that at. Yeah, we don't need to delve into that too much more. But uh, I, I'm taking the final word on, on this one. Is I think there is no emotion. I think he was a, a, a strung out loser, and he was a prop used to destroy creativity in music and he was meant to push nihilism on people that were once hopeful and what he did is so despicable and so savage and there are reasons that people still make metal bands and no one sounds like nirvana anymore and it's not because nirvana is hard music to play that is some of the easiest music to play and it has no staying power because that was not just a, a product of the era. It was a product of the media. But let's take a break. And Tanner, what, what Madras song would you like us to play during this break? You know what? Let's go off of the uh, Essence of Time record. We'll go for uh, the song from Sand of Dust. And I want to dedicate this to Mr. El Duce since we're just talking about Nirvana. And there you go. All right. For El Duce. Tanner, I don't know who that is, but Tanner was telling me off air that he is a huge fan of him. So, all right, we'll just, we'll take a break and, uh, you know, we'll see you on the other end of this song. Within the future, 
All right, and we're back. First official break. Feels good to have a little structure. So back to me with overrated. Uh, this one's pr- probably an obvious choice for everybody. This would be System of a Down. Anyone else have that one? No. Okay. Good. Was not as obvious you... as uh, yeah. No, wasn't on was on my radar to be honest. But it is a good choice. Yeah. It, so System of a Down is is one of those bands that I I think they're in the same camp of Rage Against the Machine, where people think they're this really smart political band. Where I think they're extremely annoying. the The best word to use to describe System of a Down is annoying. They're one of those bands like that. This was a, the thing that new metal started doing in the '90s, where they tune down as low as possible, so you really can't hear what's going on. So the guitars just sound like, like there's no real sound to it. It, just sounds, it sounds like crap. And their lyrics, it, it's the kind of stuff that I feel like someone would would write to try to impress a dumb college art hose. Like I, I actually had to, I had to put this one in front of me because I heard this and I, I, I thought this was the stupidest thing I had ever heard. And it reminded me of the, the lyrics that the DJ was saying about the, um, the Metallica song where it was just like words, just rhyming for the sake of, and it, and they, the words are said, but there's no meaning behind them. Are you ready for these lyrics? Are you? Are you ready? I'm ready. ready? Okay, so liar, liar, banana, 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 terracotta, banana, terracotta, terracotta pie, banana, 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 terracotta, banana, terracotta, terracotta pie. Ooh, what's that one called? That's called vicinity of obscenity. They See, didn't even is, say that word. Yeah, so this is a thing that they do. That wasn't. That's not all the words uh, of the song. There's more <laughs> here, but uh, a lot of this, it's 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 just like let's just rhyme words. Do we all earn defeat from the whores with bad feet? Beat the meat, beat the meat, treat the feet to the sweet milky seat. Like the, these are you're just you're just putting words together. You're just stringing them together. And it's, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I heard bad. this, and I I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And this is a band that people think is also like these are po- they're really political. These are revolutionary. Their songs all suck, and they're annoying. Like the singer just randomly goes like, ah! <laughs> it, it's so stupid, it, and that's the only way to put it because they this the singer shrieks like like a mental patient and the songs they don't have good riffs their their guitars are tuned down so low so you can't make out what any of it is is doing their biggest song is is it's toxicity and that's that's more of that nonsense where it's it's just like let's have a word and rhyme it with another one like toxicity in your city yeah in your city does even city Toxic, toxicity in your city. I don't know. Yep, it that, even yep that, that, that's it. Well, that, well yeah, th- yeah. And there's a conversion, version software 7.0, looking at life through the eyes of a tire hub. It doesn't mean anything. You're just saying stuff. And, and I, I hate fake art. 
And that's what this band is. It's it's like, oh, the lyrics are just so deep. They're so you don't even that's poetry. It's it's from the soul. Oh, you just you don't understand. It's, I know, no, you don't know that there's like actual good there's good music out there. And a long time ago, uh, the guy who taught me guitar, I just I just said to him, I, I can't, it doesn't matter which band, and I said, why do people like this band? And he said to me, because they don't know better. And that, I, I've been carrying that in my mind for a long time. You know, this is like the opening line of The Great Gatsby, and I've been turning it over in my mind ever since. And, oh, I get it. Like People like System of a Down because they don't know that there are other bands. Oh, or I, I do believe that people like System of a Down because they're Armenian and like, oh, they're Armenian like me. I do believe that. And if, if that is your reason for liking them, that's fine. I, if you want to do that, that's fine. I had an Armenian friend. He liked them. He didn't listen to their songs, but he liked them. Uh, so that, I, I understood that. I get that. But if that's not your reason and you like this band, like it's like someone saying, hey, do you want to go out for dinner tonight? Yeah, where do you want to go? Let's go to Denny's. Like, you know there's another restaurant, right? Like, you know, there's, there's metal besides system of a down. And I feel like anyone that likes system of a down, you just show them that and they'll be like, oh, wow, this is music. There's more than one band, but, but I mean, look up the lyrics for this song, vicinity of obscenity. You, They say banana, 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 terracotta, banana, terracotta, terracotta pie a lot, a lot. It wasn't just that one line. They, they, there's one, two, uh, one, two. Oh, wait, no, I, there's also lines where they say terracotta pie, hey, terracotta pie, hey, I'll ignore those, but just the banana terracotta. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, six stanzas of banana, 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 terracotta, banana, Then it just goes terracotta pie, hey, terracotta pie, hey, terracotta pie, hey, terracotta pie. Then it goes banana, 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 terracotta. Banana, yeah. terracotta, terracotta pie. Yeah. Banana, uh, banana, but oh my goodness. Like we could go liar, through. Liar, other, liar, 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 Yeah, we could go yeah, through. I'm looking we at could it go now. through other songs by them, but this was the one that, that just perfectly exemplified. And then here, wait, wait, wait we I have some like words. We have something here. Is there a perfect way of holding you, baby? Vicinity of obscenity in your eyes. Yeah, that's just what words. Does that, mean? That, that doesn't mean anything. It means literally nothing. Those are just words. And this wouldn't bother me if the singing was really good and the guitar riffs were really cool, but this is just noise. So yeah, that there, that is my, my second pick for overrated bands. So are you not a fan of my cock is much bigger than yours? <laughs> no, if that's a system of a down song, I haven't heard that one. Oh dude. Yes, it is. It's called Cigarro. Um, Honestly, System of a Down is a band that like you get out of. They're like again, like one yeah, of those like gateway I said, bands. Like, you know better. Yeah, people listen to because they don't okay. know better. But here's the thing: they're one of those bands where like sometimes I just like a Nirvana. Like I'll go back to listen to like one of their records only. It's not like a band where like I have everything in their discography. They're just not one of those bands for me. But. But what's interesting is they weren't even supposed to be like famous or something because none of the stations would play them. They were kind of forced into doing it when toxicity became massive. 
I just find that really interesting. I always kind of root for those bands that like the radio stations don't want to play until they're I, they're... I couldn't see why no one would want to play something so great like this. <laughs> well, again, you get my point though. Like it, they were like an underdog at a certain time and then they became so... Um, um, I don't believe any oh. of that, by the way. I, I believe that that is um, fake marketing. Like, oh, no one will play this band. Well, we got to play them then. I, I yeah, when that BYO when that BYOB song came out, that was like on all. I mean, when they were still playing like uh, that was music that was videos. Years, that was years after their but, their toxicity, though. I'm talking. I'm I'm just talking late '90s, early 2000s. Like it was. They had one album with what, what was it? Sugar Arch Enemy, wasn't no, it? Or is that Rage Against no, the no. Machine? That's Rage Against the Machine. Another no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, we just talked about them, yeah. uh, but no, no, they had a song called "Sugar," and like n- that song, I can't stand. There's, there's, they're annoying. Again, it's one of those- yeah, toxicity annoying. was toxicity was two thousand one. Yes, yeah, but I sugar was ninety eight. Yeah, I remember getting it from Walmart. <laughs> so it was again, like like you guys are saying, maybe it's almost like a limp biscuit. You know, there's like you're like almost ignorant to knowing. Oh, there's other the metal bands. What's the name of that? Want to hate on me? Yeah, like it's one of those. I'm starting to see the bigger picture here, but yeah, every now and then I'll go back and listen to like the Toxicity album only. But they're not they're not a band where I f- <laughs> they don't get any frequent flyer miles from me. So yeah, I I could see I could see your guys' point. Yeah, I I I think Serge Tankin is an extremely obnoxious and annoying singer, and he takes a band that I would consider to be mediocre and plunges them into terrible. But if their lyrics were really cool, like, okay, maybe I'd cut them some slack and say, well, at least blah, but their lyrics are so stupid and people, I didn't realize they were that bad. No, and, to be and, honest. no, no, this, just this, is, this is what, what puts it into the overrated column for me is people pretend that they're actually really smart. <laughs> they're considered like artists and very, yeah you know deep well modern art is mostly a scam and i think this band is the the musical version of modern art so i think that i just find it i find it interesting not to cut you off here but i do find it interesting where uh they are a band too that because they didn't haven't played in so long everybody wants them to play and they're not a good band live Oh, oh, are you are you sure? Wow, I thought that they'd you know be ripping up the stage, Jeez. <laughs> lyrics like that. Okay, you know there is one song by System of a Down I really like, and someone took that song, the "I'm Up All Night to Get Lucky." You know that song, the Daft Punk song, the Daft Punk song, right? Yeah, they yeah. they they uh they put um the singing for um bring your own bomb over that song and it sounds really good together <laughs> it's pretty good i i recommend that it's called uh, bring your own luck you find it on youtube where someone just they they cut out the the vocals for bring your own bomb and they put it over uh, up all night to get lucky by daft punk or whatever that song is it it's pretty mashup. good mashup yeah song mashup 
classic that yeah. that's that's one of the best ones i really like that one. <laughs> so i that that's one thing i can recommend because the whole thing feels like a silly joke so when you hear him go like or ah, it's it's in service of this silly song <laughs> so i i think uh i i think that brings us uh all back to uh underrated that's a good that's a good point though now i'm sorry that, that's a good choice for overrated now that i think more about it pretty good good pick uh, yeah thank you thank you all right um um i think I'll, I'll i'll start with um underrated this time i got uh the outfield <laughs> the josie's on a vacation heck yeah wow. heck yeah now that's it that's what they're most known for but that band they they are a, a really quality rock band like they're not like a hard rock band, but they're not REO Speedwagon soft rock. They 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 almost exist outside of the era that they're a product of. They got a lot of great songs. And I think most people don't know about them because they just know the one song and a lot of bands from the 80s people know the singles more than the records. Like a perfect example is Madonna where everybody knows the singles, but they probably don't know the other songs from the records she released in the 80s. And the outfield is a perfect example. This is this is a really good contemporary rock band, and their songs feel very timeless. I, I would I would put them in a category with Boston. I think they're they're a, a little edgier than Boston. Not that the outfield is edgy at all, but uh, great great singing great musicianship great songs just you know real simple lyrics there uh, most of the songs from the 80s let's be fair pick a genre all the lyrics are probably going to be about the same exact thing depending on the genre so you know nothing nothing too edgy nothing too artistic nothing too deep but nothing offensive just a, just a really quality solid rock band yeah, a lot, a lot of great songs. I I recommend uh, looking into them, even if you're just getting their their collection. You know, the beginnings. You know, uh, your love, great song. Probably not my favorite song by him, but un, undeniably a very good song. But uh, that that's my my pick for underrated is the I, outfield. I like that. I have a I have the outfield. I have an outfield story. Oh, go ahead and tell me. So when I was playing baseball back in the day in college, I played against, uh, so the top like MLB agent, his name is Scott Boris. I was playing against his son, and this guy is really, really short. Like you'd be like, this guy plays baseball, but he played, uh, he had a full ride scholarship to USC, and his walkout song was Your Love. Okay, so I pitched against him, and he's just, Anyways, Scott Boris, the way his son got a scholarship to USC, but Scott Boris goes out, starts talking to the coach and says, hey, uh, he's at USC. He goes out and says, it looks like you guys need a new uh, scoreboard out there in left field. So the next year, uh, USC got a $10 million scoreboard, and Scott Boris' son got a full ride. There's an outfield story. He deserved it because of his walkout song. It was a beautiful walkout song. 
Yeah, their beautiful. first record, the the first song on it, "Say It Isn't So," is a really good song because the the first one has your love on it. It's a, it's a big one. Since you've been gone's another good song. Yeah, I, I you know what? They're probably I think the best comparison would probably actually be uh, Thirty Eight Special, where people know the the singles, but it's it, they're just a a quality rock band from an era. Yeah, I haven't listened. Really, yeah, they didn't really focus on enough. on uh, rock and roll in that era uh, outside from just metal and like really heavy metal. But rock was not that big in the 80s and and a lot of those a lot of those bands they just they didn't get the recognition that they deserved because that was when the era really started shifting to we are going to choose what is um what is uh the thing this is going to be this is what is popular and the outfield you know uh singer and guitar player dead now so no that's all well correct me if i'm wrong but i know like a band like boston they got held captive by their like record deal or record company did those a lot of those types like 38 special the outfield boston do they did they kind of fall into the same category with those types of record deals where they're kind of getting essentially ripped off that's possible i know that happened with uh armored saint because joey joey vera was talking about like you know 20 years after they recorded march of the state the, the saint they were still in in debt to their record company so that yeah that that's that's possible cuz they didn't want to release stuff because they would just be in debt like you kind of just said I, I remember Boston was in that category I forgot the story though uh, I that's 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 possible I don't know I I haven't looked enough into um the outfield I I don't know a lot of their their backstory I just know just just one day I picked up their um their like one of their compilations just because uh, I liked the name of it. Yeah. It was extra innings. And I was just like, you know what? I know one of these songs and, uh, or no, it was big innings. I think not extra innings. I think it was called big innings, but it was, it was one of their compilations. Yeah. Big innings, the best of the outfield. That's it. Yeah. And I just picked it up because I was like, I know this song, your love. I love this song. What other songs does this band have? And I just, and I listened to all of it and, I thought it was way different than I was expecting. It was really solid, really, really good, really good band. Just overall, uh, completely underrated, especially because what, like what we could do, we could pick like an underrated band. Like what's this, this band? Like, who is that band? I just saw them play at the bar last night. Like, well, any band like just started that doesn't have, any grounds to, to cover as far as their reputation. There's nothing, there, there's nothing you can do with something like that. The band can't really be underrated if they just started. But the, but what I, I really did was I picked bands that have been along for a while or been around for a long time and they are good and not enough people know who they are or don't appreciate them for what they are. And I, I have two on my list that I think there will be some contention, but I will explain what I mean by it. 
And then I think you'll go, oh, okay, I get it. But uh, yeah, the outfield, I do highly recommend the outfield. If you like that, that eighties contemporary rock, like a, like an in excess, I think they're better than in excess though, but yeah, better than that, better than Morrissey, not just the Smith, but specifically Morrissey solo act. Cool. Very All right, cool. Tanner, you chimed in, so that means uh, we'll we'll swing it to you for uh, for underrated. All right, um, underrated for me is always where a couple people know of the of of him or the band, uh, and nobody really mentions it when they talk about a certain kind of. Um, what is it like a certain uh sound i i guess is where like a certain genre of music and anytime i i ever heard guitar heroes this guy would never get mentioned and to me he's the he's the greatest guitar player ever i don't think anyone comes close but nobody ever mentions him and i i love every album he's he's done he's done he's very prolific and and that is the great frank marino uh, frank marino and mahogany rush now they were a canadian band here uh and i maybe that's the 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 translation as to why they never made such a massive massive impact but i i think he's a phenomenal guitar player that more people need to check out and just one of the all-time greats and I, I love everything Frank Marino, so definitely go check him out. Now, and his brother was a really accomplished quarterback. Frank Marino? I'm yeah. not talking about the 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 diva from Las Vegas. I'm talking about the uh, the, the guitar either. player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dan, Dan Marino is Frank Marino's brother. <laughs> no, but that was what I thought of, so I made that up. Maybe, maybe he so is. I, it's possible, but probably they not. have the same last name. But I, I enjoy the stretch. That that would be yeah. what's called a hot. I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's what they call a lie. It's a little different. Oh yeah, that might be. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I've I've not I've not heard of Frank Marino and. And yeah, it, when they mention Guitar Hero, they always mention like Ted Nugent or Steve Vai, Ingy Malmsteen. Yeah, Eddie but Van they Halen. never mention always the same they, people. They never mention the one guy that influenced a lot of these players, and he was like around in like the early seventies. Yep. He had like this. He kind of sounded like Hendrix, but he didn't at the same time. He, I don't know, man. I I just think that he is just one of the most accomplished players and again we, when we're talking about underrated the fact that you guys can't even speak with some of my my picks is is well kind i've of heard very, i've heard frank marino and well it's the but, kind of the but very you, you yeah, laces out right <laughs> um but i i think that's the very foundation as to why i chose who i chose as far as my underrated picks go because they're great bands like you mentioned that just nobody talks about them and nobody knows them and that's so yeah but they they were they've been around for close to 50 years they i got to to interview frank for about three hours um on you can guys can go look it up on youtube but he he had a lot of interesting stories about all your favorite bands um good and bad on air off air so he's just a fascinating human being i love he's all about um 
he comes from a very kind of Christian background, which is which is cool and, and whatnot. So he's got a lot of morals, and and compared to like most of the people that have been in this business, he's very well grounded, and that's what I I respect about Frank Marino as opposed to all these other kind of players. Same with like a Leslie West from Mountain. That's another kind of underrated uh, band as well as Mountain. But he's dead now, anyway, right? yeah, Frank. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, Frank diabetes yes yes but anyway yeah so frank marino i would put in like the camp of like a what like a leslie west would be so there you go all right and i'll comment on this pick i have no idea who this guy is but looking him up this looks to be a quality pick because this isn't some guy that you saw at a bar once and uh he he made a few records that nobody bought this this is somebody and and this is looks like a guy that is genuinely underrated and he's he's been around forever and he looks like he just uh he just kicks butt and plays music and and that that's how it is i think that's why he maybe never translated as well because he just kind of he's just like a player do you know not a mouthpiece yeah he just yeah he just plays and that's what i love i love people that just play kind of like like a robin trower if you know her if you know him he just plays that's what I like. And again, it's like a, like a, do... like a precursor to Buckethead instead of shredding. Well, he's, he's doing his classic guitar playing where he's just goes out he, and he jams and heck yeah. Yeah. Well, like bands that... like Rush and Triumph from, from Canada kind of hit the mainstream more than Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush. And I'd say Frank Marino is a better guitar player than both like those. There to me, there's no there's no comparison. Completely different bands, uh, completely different roles. Because Frank Marino is kind of like the main guy; it's like the focal point. Lifeson like really isn't Ray like. Vaughan. Yes, exactly, exactly. Alex Lifeson's kind of like he's great for what he does. He's he, you know he he's com- there. He completes Rush. He, he, comp- he exactly Rush. Yes, like Tom he, Petty and the Heartbreakers. Correct. Correct. Um. But yeah, he's just one of these players that just he's influenced so many people, such as like Zach Wilde and and whatnot, and and really shreddy players, Marty Friedman. It's just a shame that is he it never that got not his... enough people give him credit because if they're influenced by him, it or might be the, it, it's or, probably the like, era that he came out in, where you had yes. all these big names, and then he what he he was probably just like a, a regular dude. And everyone else was trying to be a larger than life rock star where this guy was just a rock and roll musician that's just playing. And that's probably what happened. And, because, and he, he royally screwed by his record labels. It's, it's a whole, again, you want to talk about what, what you guys mentioned before with bands and just getting screwed by their labels. This is a, a classic case of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. All, all these things that just cut, compound on these people where they 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 have the talent and they just were not utilized correctly and that speaks to the music industry one quick story can i yeah i was just gonna say there's 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 that just shows that you know you be as good a musician as possible because there's a market for people like him and so it's it's not because he wasn't good enough 
Right. There's so one quick story that I um that I remember him talking about was there's a song called Strange Dreams. It's it's freaking amazing. I think that's the song that everybody should go check out is is the song Strange Dreams off of the uh, Juggernaut record. Now, this song was essentially going to be a single that the record label was not going to push. So when these labels would would they they wouldn't send out the record the records to uh to um radio stations to play them and i think that sorely is the classic case of why he is where he is because the labels would not push certain things and maybe that's the reason why i think people are are underrated i'm not sure what what you, what you guys take on that is but yeah, the fact that your own label won't even give you the time of day to push a single that was actually gaining in popularity with stations and colleges, and it just sh- sh- shows a really ugly side of the business. Right, and that's why I, I push back on the the thing with System of a Down, where no record label would would play their or no re- or radio station would play their music. I don't believe that. I I would believe that that is a marketing. St- a ploy by record labels where where they did the system of a down the opposite of what they did to this guy where there was demand for this song but they didn't want to push it because they this was a guy they probably did not want to market it's not yeah, that there wasn't like a him. market yeah <laughs> it's not that there wasn't a market they just didn't want to do it so yeah, yeah it looks he, like the, the the cover for um, Juggernaut. It looks like it was drawn by Frank Rosetta. I don't know if it was, believe, but that's what it looks like. I, I believe it was. Yes, yeah, that's what it looks Fra- like. But yeah, I, Frank doesn't know how it happened, but he, uh, <laughs> he it's definitely a Frank Rosetta drawing. But it's a great record. That's the one I recommend people go check out. Or Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush Live. But yes, this is to me is a very definition of what underrated means. It was the first kind of pick. So there right. you go. Thanks. Appreciate it. DJ, that's you. Your turn. Underrated. All right. I've kind of been I've been going back and forth with it with this one because I have another one that I feel like doesn't necessarily fit the bill, but I would like to talk about it. But this band, absolutely underrated, is uh, arguably one of like one of my favorite albums. If I just had to pick one album to listen to the rest of my life, I might pick this album, but it's uh, the band is called wasp and I could uh, listen I've to the never, crimson I've idol. Never, I've never heard of that band. No, wasp you haven't. Name? Yeah. 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 All capital letters. Okay. It doesn't stand for we are sexual perverts. It's just, uh, it might actually be the, the, the flying insect type deal. But no, I love Blackie Lawless. He's on the tour. Uh, what it uh, it just finished up a tour in the U.S., which was the first one in ten years. But I mean, I know you guys love Wasp, but I feel like if you just ask ten people on the street who Wasp was or who Blackie Lawless was, they would like look at you like, or they they point to like a hornet's nest or something. You know, and I don't. You, I don't and know. If you ask those same ten people, do you know who Motley Crue is? Nine out of ten probably would. Absolutely. I mean, they're arguably one of my one of my favorite bands. Now, but I don't 
Well, I don't right. think they ever got too popular to where they're they, like they're not considered underrated. Like Dokken, I think, is some a band you technically couldn't call underrated because they've had, I think they've had a platinum release. Yeah, you know, so and, well, Wasp is at a platinum release too. Oh, I didn't argue the, against myself then, but yeah, the the last command went platinum, but that's also because of the product of its era. I think Wasp is a, is a good pick. I don't have them on my list, but I think they're definitely an underrated band. Uh, they they are like a, a very masculine, like raunchy hard rock band, but they don't. And, and lyrically, they're very vulgar. Like that was a band that was edgy in a time where you could be edgy. And with Hell Dorado, Hell Dorado is is kind of like Wasp's risk, where they're like, let's be edgy, and we'll have a record that has really filthy, uh, filthy, vulgar lyrics, and we'll just say all all this stuff. And it was a huge failure, so they followed it up with a, a record that had lyrics that were a, a little bit more intelligent, a little bit more personal. So they they got away from that image that they had because they knew, okay, this isn't edgy anymore. So that shows that Blackie Lawless is actually an intelligent person. He doesn't have to write songs about, you know, cowboys on cocaine. Which I know it's a favorite song of yours. Like cocaine cowboys? Yeah. I know you I like that, that part. Yeah, I used to say it all the time. Yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah, Wasp is a great band, it. and just because but, a know, band has had success doesn't mean that they're not underrated. Because the success that they have, it's it's it, it's fractional compared to what they deserve. Because yeah, Blackie that, Lawless yeah, was a, was a pioneer for live performances, and just about everything that Motley Crue did. Nikki Six took from Blackie Lawless. And Wasp never really got the credit for doing all that until years and years and years later. And it's not like, okay, well, now everyone likes you, so you're back to performing in stadiums again. No, they're still doing, you know, modest shows, you know, you know, big enough venues, but not as big as they deserve. What Wasp is one of the most quality rock and roll bands of all time all all of those records up till um uh kfd kfd is that is a very bizarre record it's not terrible but it's really like we're in the 90s let's sound like nine inch nails but all the other rock and roll records they did the headless children great album crimson idol great album self-titled great album inside the electric circus these are all really just solid, strong records. And they they were consistent, whereas Motley Crue, I, I think most people agree the first two records are good and everything after that is at best okay, mostly terrible. Dr. Feelgood's is pretty good. But they they took a huge nosedive in quality, and most of those bands really did. Where Wasp stayed consistently Wasp, and they really stand out as a band that plays pure, unadulterated rock and roll. Tanner, do you like Wasp? You are, yeah, of course, dude. The only thing that my only critique with that band, though, is is 
Blackie doesn't actually sing live anymore. Oh, is that true? Yes. He is 70 70 years old. He won't sing. He won't sing animal live. He has a, um, a track playing because he, he the born again Christian stuff. Oh, but okay. I'm unaware of. I know I'm, Paul. I, I think that's the only time he. Too. I think that's the only time he doesn't sing though. But I could be wrong. But I'm I'm pretty sure that's the only thing. But that's that is false. true. He doesn't. He doesn't sing. Vince Neil sings more than Blackie Lawless live. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I know Paul. And I know Paul Stanley also sang to a tape because he blew his it, voice out. It's interesting. I mean, that's a whole other debate, you know, debate if you if you want to call it that too, of of bands. Yeah, discussion where, you know, bands it's all about the show now. That Wasp is about the show. It's not really about like the music as much anymore. Clearly, Blackley is at a place where he's comfortable enough with just having a backing track for literally every song and he chimes in when he wants that's true. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give singers yeah. like that a break at, sure. at their age because I remember talking uh, at a, a job that I had. We, we were talking about Share in Vegas, where they were talking about how Share doesn't sing anymore. I don't know if that's true or not, but that was something that came up. And I said, Share is old, so you know you're doing these big extravagant shows. That's real. Like singing is not easy to do over an hour especially if like you're dancing you're moving around and there's a performance it's hard playing to do. too yeah yeah he's so playing. Like, yeah and, and those rooms are, are not air conditioned they're really hot they he's climbing really elvis that mic stand i'm not trying to give him uh, no, 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 I, I, I will I'll, I'll give excuses for because as at a certain point you know you're not 29 anymore and it, it's harder to do that so uh, whatever I, 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 I wouldn't care. I would have cared, you know, some years ago, but now I'm just, I, like, I would go to, I would go to a wasp show if they're like, uh, you know, he's not even singing, you know, I'd still go, yeah, I guess. I, I, I would, yeah. It's cool he, to be in the room with them. I, guess I, yeah. if, I mean, if they just stood there while like someone put on one of their records and then they just kind of like, were just on the stage, like giving you a thumbs up, I, I wouldn't do like that. Air guitar. No. Yeah, like that would be pretty embarrassing. But if if he's not singing, because that was one thing I was thinking of was like, can can that guy even do a whole tour of singing? Jeez. Well, and, and that again, also makes me think that Dave Mustaine is is probably singing to it, or is probably has a tape for when he plays live. Well, no, you. That's clearly no. No, I'm no. saying that now. Um, I'm saying that now because of his throat cancer. That that's why I would think that. Right, I don't think he is. I think he actually is is try, is doing his best. But the here's here's my main thing with these bands, man, is just the fact that people still want to see them at this stage in the game when they're seventy and still performing until the day they die is really, I mean, telling as far as what the industry is yep. solely based on on nostalgia. But well, yeah, that's, that's another whole no topic. Roll. There's just because rock and roll doesn't exist, so. We got to go see Wasp if he's, you know, if he's lip syncing to a backup track. Hey, you know, that, yeah. that's how it is because you can't see the 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 twenty eight year old equivalent of Wasp. He's sixty six. Yeah, that was forty years ago. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Right. And and again, that's why Ozzy hasn't quit yet either. <laughs> I mean, dude. Is he using the tape? Because I, I heard like 20 years ago that he was, they just yes. used a bunch of effects to make him sound. And this was like 20 years ago. They had to use a bunch of effects to make Ozzy sound like Ozzy. Well, I, know, live. I, know that, I know that Steven Tyler uses a teleprompter for his shows. Cause he can't I don't know remember if he could those. read. Is that, yeah. Well, because I work for a teleprompter company that actually, uh, Works on his shows. It's actually that's pretty funny. cool. Shook. Yeah, it was wild. Here's the thing: a teleprompter's fine. That that's that's fine as as far as that goes. Uh, and I think Ozzy, I, I believe it, there was some, there was like that was like a controversial thing back then. Now everybody's starting to to use it where they had a guy, I guess, backstage singing for him. Which, again, I don't know if that's true or not true. Kind of. Funny. Uh, they have an but, AI. They have they have a deep fake voice <laughs> thing singing for him. I wouldn't doubt it, but no, it's just, it's just interesting that, um, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would agree with, with that pick though, man. That's a good choice as wasp. I, I, I would almost put armored saint in that same boat. But, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. There's a they're, lot of bands. They, they were the one, era. they were the one that I was, uh, I was, uh, confused over of, of saying they were both listed that I have wasp, but they're kind of similar bands. Really? Yeah, just solid, solid eighties metal. Yeah. But since John Bush went into Anthrax, it's like I, I, I don't know if I guess Armored Saint didn't necessarily take a bump up because no, of they that. didn't. If anything, they got buried by him joining Anthrax. They were far more popular than but, so maybe they, they deserve they're more deserving then I guess. That yeah, awesome, I, I mean, awesome well, and they have one of like some of the most metal, like you know, like how like Danzig has the mother song, like "Can You Deliver" is one of those like that's type. That's like, the metal best song types. about pizza that I've ever heard in my life, uh, and it's only a I three like minute it. song. Um, that's a good choice, though, man. I I dig it. Good choice. All right. Well, yeah. So wasp uh, slash armored saint couldn't pick, so we went to wasp. All right. Remember, I'm bad at questions. I'm bad at questions, so obviously my answers are, are going to not be by the rules, apparently. Okay. Um, all right. So let's swing it back. To actually, you know, DJ, let, let's uh, go with some overrated. Uh, it's been a while. Go ahead. Go let's ahead. see an overrated. Yeah. Let's see. Now, the Tan Man got me kind of thinking about. Why don't you pick what's on your that... list there, Jackass? Hang on, look at the questions. What, what was the question again? Overrated? Yes, an overrated band. Which you told me. The under, know. over of an overrated band. Okay, I'll give you the under of the overrated. I'm going to go with, uh, because I've seen them live, I, I got to say, like bands like, like Lamb of God. I just, I just, I had to see them live with uh, Megadeth a gigantour, but I also had to see Met Opeth. And to me, they're like, kind of like this very similar type, type of bands. Well, that... Those are two different bands, but I guess the one thing they have in common is you saw them both live. Oh no, no, that was the wrong one. Okay. My pick. I have one slipknot. That's my slipknot. band. All right. That's all the right. overrated band. That's okay. my band. All right. That's I, the band. I have, I hate, I, I do I not have like them, them as well. On They've my got list. 20 members and one of them bangs a keg. Your keg. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I just, have they were masked. Yep. Maybe one song that I kind of liked when I was in like high school before I knew Is any better. The duality. 
No. What? Do they still release music? Isn't I'm that, sure they do. They that, have their own music I, festival. They do? Yeah, not fest. Oh, yeah, straight, that's straight them. Down. I thought Slip- that was Knott's Berry Farm. No, S- Slipknot is probably the quintessential overrated metal band. That 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 band I agree. That band is very noisy. Their their music is not interesting. They do have some songs where I'm like, okay, this part is, you know, it's kind of catchy, but the, they're not their only gimmick is they wear spooky masks and then they just they they look like they're they should be on psychopathic records and there there's nothing nothing about them is deserving of the popularity that they are this is a band that i would guess has probably sold like 20 million records and that is that is probably 20 million too high like that i i think that band is not only i'm not going to say again like this like nirvana i this isn't a band that i would say is terrible but this is a band that is absolutely overrated. I have heard some of their songs where I think, oh, this one's okay. But most of their songs are, they're so generic and so uncreative. They're not as annoying as System of a Down, but they're way more popular. I have no idea how this band got popular at all. My best guess is they had their t-shirts at Hot Topic and people thought that they looked cool, so they bought the shirts and then bought the records afterwards. They they had an album debut at number one. Megadeth has not done that. That is so depressing. Yeah, that should just tell you they're automatically overrated. That's yeah. that's very depressing. Oh, so the, their album was included in the book, or their fourth album was included in a thousand and one albums you must hear before you die i don't think there is there is not a single song by slipknot that anyone before you die here before they die yeah like go your whole life without hearing slipknot that is an excellent pick that was the first band that i thought of by the way when when we oh, were making this list i was like all right i know exactly that was the first one that i went to tanner i know you're a huge fan of slipknot uh, i love the thrash uh, metal band from connecticut heck yeah man that one ep rules dude they're not from you know there's another they? there's another slipknot oh there's another band called that, slipknot. Was, that, that was that was the joke ha 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 anyway say, are they from the um, west no, no, you're talking about like the mask worn. Yeah. Uh, actually, the mask worn band that literally took their image from Mr. Bungle. If you that, look, if you, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a there's a song called "Quote Unquote," yeah, it's aka about, yeah, Travolta. John Travolta, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's about why they in, wear masks. It's a, it's uh yeah, I, it's, I think they took their idea from Mr. Bungle. Probably, you know. You know, and it's it's Mr. Bungle is is a that's another under to me it's an underrated band, but just the fact that I mean Red Hot Chili Peppers and them had kind of a similar sound. I I'll get back to the Slipknot thing, and then the Slipknot took kind of their image from Mr. Bungle. It's really strange how like that whole correlation happened, but I never found I I think Slipknot became popular for me was when Sam Dunn did that 
Battle of Headbangers Journey. Like that was the first time I saw Slipknot. I, I I didn't even I don't I've never seen them live. I don't plan to. They keep the 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 problem I have too. They keep changing their masks, so yep. it's their image keeps changing. Just stick to one. Um, yeah. But musically wise, I mean, here's the thing: Joey Jordison is a great drummer. I will give him that. Like the, some of the musicians are really good musicians. But song-wise, like, I don't even think I could name you one. Joey Jordanson isn't in that band anymore. Well, he's dead now, but no, okay, I'm saying... Okay, all right. He, well, I guess that, that would be why. When when he was in the band, I, I was just merely saying he was kind of like that guy. Like, everybody ranked him in their top drummers, and, and I remember when that was a thing. But yeah, Slipknot never, it, it never did anything for me. I, I, I've met a couple of them. They were super nice. But other than that... Yeah, musically they don't do anything for me just because they're way too. It's too noisy. Too it's too noisy. Yeah, they're way too. That, that's I the almost only equivalent for it. I equivalent them to like what metalcore was. They're irritating. That they, that I think the word is irritating. Yeah, well, noisy is 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 an irritating thing. But so yeah, you probably feel similar to them. How I feel about System of a Down, where it's just it's annoying. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Slip, Slipknot is not a good band. But check out that EP from uh, the Connecticut Thrash Band. Okay. Oh, but you just got to see them live. You just don't understand. I, I bet it's worse live. It's got to be. All those, with all those instruments, it, it's just too much. Out of tune and just, just yeah. banging on everything. <laughs> oh, can can you ask, imagine? Oh, can, I ask a simple, a... can I ask a simple question, though, regarding like the nine-member thing? Because I don't, I don't know this. To be true, I just would like your guys' opinion of this. Do you think that the nine member thing played a part into why they became massive? Because I don't, I still don't understand the whole aesthetic to having nine members in a band. Uh, I mean, that, that, this is a band that I think their popularity came from everything except for their music. That is my, my most honest assessment of this band because. I bought their first record because I thought their mask looked cool and I listened to it and it didn't do anything for me. Some of the song, one song I thought was okay. Uh, the rest of it, I just, I just thought it was so uninteresting. And I, I listened to some stuff from the second record and then I would hear them periodically. And then I just, they kept getting bigger and bigger. And I, I just thought, how is this band? as popular as they are and it, it's gotta be everything except for the music so it's possible having nine members makes them a, a gimmick that stands out more i i i don't know there are a lot of gimmicks it just added just an extra gimmick yeah it's just members, like masks. We, instead of making good music let's just have a bunch of gimmicks do they spray the audience with anything like Gore does? Because I mean, like you could kind of argue Gore is kind of gimmicky. The Gore is gimmicky, but that's the point. The, Gore is is a novelty rock band. Like Gore is a band you listen to their music because you want to go see them live. Because Gore is a band I've seen them live multiple times, and uh, the Guar shows are better. Or I don't like better is not exactly the word. Like they are good live, but I mean, Odors is dead yet. Yeah, R.I.P. But you, you, 
it's more fun to see Guar than any other shows. Like get, getting sprayed with all that stuff and, and and seeing all that stuff live, like that is fun. I don't know, maybe Slipknot, like because Insane Clown Posse, they throw like Fago at the audience, right? Don't they do that? Or Shasta? What's their soda? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the cheap knockoff brand Shasta, <laughs> well, or is that RC Cola? R- RC Cola is just a as like a brand of of cola. It's not a knockoff. Did you say Fanta? Maybe it's Fanta that they they spray. Insane Clown Posse does that. They 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 throw like soda at the audience. I don't know. Like Slip Slipknot just seems like an Insane Clown Posse. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, it's great. All right, uh, Tanner, why don't you give us a give us a, an overrated one? Okay, th- this might stir some or stir some feathers here, or, or, or ruffle some feathers. Um, I'm going with the Norwegian black metal band Mayhem, and That's, and I'm going to yeah. tell you, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to tell you why here, because I think all that first record is 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 amazing i will give it that i i, I love the the Dean mysterious record i i love the the death crush ep but everything else after man i just don't maybe like the hype is only on the guitar player getting murdered by the bass player and the singer suicide you know killing himself and, yeah. and that you're on the missing whole... dead and all making the 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 necklace out of his bones and Eat whatever, make this. Yeah, burning churches. I think they did that too, or is that yeah, just? They, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure they were but, part of it. Yeah, but there's just so much like folklore around that band. Yeah, minus more, the more mu- notorious. Music. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So and the music to me is is just like a Bathory worship, and and I love Bathory, and I love you know the, again that first Mayhem record is is a classic. But just if you're only going like longevity wise with their whole catalog, I don't feel like they have a lot to offer. And they're also one of the worst bands I've ever seen live. So there you go. I'm That's going with Mayhem. I do think that is a good pick. I, I think is because we're talking overrated because, again, this isn't bands that are bad necessarily. These are bands that are bigger than they should be or their their reputation is really undeserved. And I, I agree mostly with that. I, I do think, because they had an album that came out in like 2008 called Ordo Ed Cal. I think that is a good record, but all their other th- records are pretty bad. That Grand Declaration of War, I think that has a really cool cover, but that is a, a really terrible record. What was their second band? Or sorry, okay. second album, second album. Because they're they're mm-hmm. the singer that that came after Attila was really really terrible, maniac. Well, no, Dawn of the Black. Yeah, oh no, we, Dawn of the Blackhearts. That's not the one. That was that was the demo. No, gosh dang it, what was it? I like Chimera. What, what wait was it? Was, was it Chimera the bad one? Was it? I want to say yeah, yeah, Chimera. Yeah, Chimera sucks. Yeah, do you do you like that one? I thought you had. Given it to me years ago. I didn't give you that one. No? No, maybe I gave you Ordo at Cal. Because I thought Ordo at Cal was pretty good. Because that had Attila back singing. And because Attila was on Day Mysterious. Attila was a good singer. You know, Day Mysterious, that that is an interesting album to bring up. Because that album, I think, has 
like some of the best production I've ever heard. Like, and it's not like like the Black Album level of production or like the the first Boston record, but the way it's all put together, it it because it sounds clean and sounds crisp, but it has a really spooky kind of essence to it, where it it, it helps these songs and. It's it's a really quality record, but everything they did afterwards, it's it's really bad. I never saw them live, but uh, yeah, so I can't I can't speak for their performance, but um, I I do agree that 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 is a a good pick for overrated because that's that's what they are, and and, and a lot of those black metal bands from that time. And it was pretty much just their infamous acts, which made them popular. I think Emperor was probably Emperor and uh, Immortal are probably the only ones that I think. Ah, Dark Throne too. Dark Throne is like stayed a quality band. Dark Throne, like almost, ah, eh, not almost. Dark Throne did get better. Dark Throne and Immortal got better as time went on. But em- Emperor's in the Nightside Eclipse, really quality record. Um, uh, nine equilibrium, pretty good. Well, they had that Prometheus, I think, was one of their kind of like Prometheus uh, Fire and Demise, like, like, kind of not like sellout, but it was more, more progressive, yeah, progressive yeah. for sure. Yeah, it that, had some that, cool riffs in it though, but it, it's, it had it's, a lot it's, more it's uh, the, um, keyboards. It's and, the sound, sounds of perseverance of Emperor, where, yeah, if, if like if what you not want that is that bad though. No, not but it, yeah, it, well, it's if you want in the Nightside Eclipse, you're not gonna get it. But it, it is really like we're we're getting away from this specific uh, brand of, of music, where Mayhem was was not that. And I will I will say this to Mayhem's credit: all of their members died and killed each other. So you know, it's probably the reason that they never were able to reignite that the 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 flame of the the first full length is because you know they're all dead now so uh, i i will cut them some slack there but uh yeah i i think i think mayhem is a, a really good pick for for overrated bands because it, it's not so much that it's necessarily a bad band but they they never really were able to to recapture that original magic and everything and they're considered the first one yeah and they're considered like the best like they're considered black like the black metal band yeah like, they are they like, are the, they the, are like, the the cannibal corpse of black yeah metal. exactly like, it, there are bands that people like more but this is the, like this is the this is the name the number one name in black metal yeah, and again, I'm not saying this bad. This band is bad. Yeah, I get any you. I, Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think you made it I'm, very clear. This is a, an I, overrated band that they they are not as big as they should be. I I just I think all the folklore surrounding it and that record obviously probably makes it more like kind of spooky. Is all the full you know all the stuff that happened around that that time. So I'm glad we have that document, as I call it. You know, to document that time period. But in terms, yeah, again, oh, I was only merely saying like overrated just in yeah, terms yeah, yeah. of. Yeah, like, the music didn't propel them to the next overrated, level. All the other stuff. Overrated all, doesn't, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean bad. And a lot of these bands that I have for overrated, I, I dislike 
many more bands more than this. I, I think what they do, it's a very specific thing in, in how I categorize them as an overrated band. Because System of a Down is certainly better than, um, I don't know, uh, a band like The Chariot. Or uh, I like I would probably rather listen to System of a Down than Kesha, but there are genuine followings for System of a Down versus some band or some artist or whatever that is popular because their song is is plastered on the homepage of Spotify and YouTube, so people know who they are, but they don't have any genuine fans. Where Mayhem is a band that probably has legions of fans that probably only really like the first record. And Mayhem is their favorite band, but they only like nine songs by that band. So I I think Mayhem is a, a really good pick for that. But uh, uh, before we... Uh, we well, I, I, we're going to... Let's take another break. This this has been it's been pretty long and um, Henry throw throw another throw another song for us another Madras song. All right, let's go to uh, let's go let's go a little earlier in our in our catalog here and let's go with a a very you know what let's go with the first song that the band ever did and we're gonna go off of the Maleficent record and uh, we're gonna go with the song Necrosis.
And uh, I got I got my uh, my next pick for uh, overrated bands. Uh, I don't think anyone will disagree with me on this one. Maybe I don't know. Sublime, Sublime Ooh. is another one of those bands. They're just boring. They're uh, they're really uninteresting, and uh, people like them. This is one of those bands that I think most of their popularity came from the guy dying. Now that th- that song Santeria, I'm not gonna say I like it, but the chorus is kind of catchy, and I-, I can see you know you bob your head to it. Oh yeah, that's not bad. But the lyrics again, this is more nonsense, and people think that this guy was some visionary when he was just a just a, another junkie. He was a junkie that played terrible music. I hate reggae. I hate ska. Well, I don't hate ska actually. I think they there's some fun stuff that they can do with ska, but. Most reggae, I, I really don't like it. I, I think it's so boring. I, I think it is the the worst use of a guitar. And I think Sublime started out as a ska band, but then they just turned into a, a pile of crap. And I I hate seeing that stupid symbol. I, I hate seeing that stupid shirt. It's just the one design. I see it over and over. I, I think this is a, a like the quintessential overrated band. Just this this is had the one song that people like, and people pretend that they are much deeper and smarter and more poetic than they really are, and it's just junky nonsense. I really cannot stand Sublime, and I even more so cannot stand people that say they like sublime and there's a distinction there i think there's a difference between someone that likes sublime and someone that says they like sublime my problem with my problem with sublime the one record that people know the most which is the self-titled it's the one where the guy actually died and didn't see any of that success which i find kind of ironic um is there are way too many songs on that album. That's like the one thing that, that there's like 15 songs on that album. Yeah, that's way too many. So, um, so for me personally, like I first found out about Sublime on Dave Mira's freestyle BMX, yeah. BMX with the song "What It's Like," and or is what I got. I'm sorry, whatever it is. Dub is the is what I got. But the problem that I have with them is that most of their songs are actually covers that they put other words into it. Like that song is was I can't remember the original the original song is called What I Loving. Yes, yes. But it, I didn't know that until like many moons after. But it's just 17 songs. Yeah, that's a lot of songs. Yeah. It's a lot of So That should be two albums. Yes. And so, like, look, like, I don't have a problem, obviously, with people liking it. I, I definitely agree on the overrated aspect. And I actually went back to rediscover that specific album just to see what all the hype was about. 
and I really only only end up like actually liking four to five songs, maybe if that. But there are all the hits. Uh, I, I, like I think "Wrong Way" is one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. Like Six. "Doing Time," that song I I, I dig that song a lot. What's it called? Do Doing Time? Yeah, Doing or, Time. Yeah. You like the "Smoke Two Joints" in the morning song? More, uh, more than the wrong way. Uh, smoke two joints. Smoke is that two the, joints. Is that I smoke two joints, and then I smoke two joints. Is that the one that's smoke. on the Mallrats soundtrack? It might be. It came out in '91. Yeah, because they have three records. Uh, but I had recently yeah. seen on on like on YouTube, uh, Sublime playing a show, and then they had No Doubt, or they had uh, Gwen Stefani come out and sing with the guy. So it's like, it seems like they uh, kind of promoted that band um, either, I don't know, like superficially, well, but but uh, like they marketed yeah, multiple yeah, yeah, yeah. avenues, you know what I'm trying yes. to say? Yeah, Smoke Two Joints is in Mallrats. Yeah. That was- well, so again, going off of your point, DJ, is that that band really got kickstarted through radio and and out here k-rock specifically i i don't think there was a day that it, it's like the band incubus like i'm not a huge fan not the yeah, death that, metal band I know, i'm talking yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the k-rock the I, wish were, I wish you were here yeah i'm not i'm not yes. into them i think they're a stupid That's band not a good band but those that specific station would play those two bands all the time Yep. It, it, again, the, it, the word here to me is irritating. D- d- so d- dummies go. like both of these bands equally. Like that. Well, those not are very those creative. Are yeah, those are people that think like, "Oh, this band is so good." Well, and then when you say, "No, that band's not good," and then they say, "Oh yeah, if they're not good, why are they always on the radio?" Like, that, that's all they can say. Haven't you seen the movie Airheads? Yeah, I love that movie. Remember, remember the scene when he goes. If they're so hot, how come they're not played on the radio? Yeah, exactly. You ain't playing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly that. That and that's that's what people don't understand about a lot of this stuff. But yeah, uh, I I think Incubus is not a good band. I think Sublime. I also think Sublime is not a good band. I think they have some songs that are okay, but a lot of their songs that are hits, I, I. Wrong Way is legitimately one of the worst songs I've ever heard. It, it That's a song that I will describe as irritating. I see, that's the word you use. I say annoying, but it's the same word. But yeah, I, I, I find that song so annoying. And uh, Santeria, the chorus, is okay, but for the most part. Honestly, first- I think the only like legit great song that they have is Doing Time. What isn't it like? It starts off with like the do 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 whatever that song is. That was the only one I found. That song was like, written by like ninety people. Oh, they see that's again. That's that, that's the other thing that most people including don't talk about, including Rick Rubin. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, the 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 song was just like just straight up written by producers. Yeah, like it was written by like, the Beastie Boys, dude. Well, again, it's a, it's a good pick, and, and for obvious reasons, again, with these bands with like one to three albums and they're massive, it blows my mind, dude. 
Guns is like is like that for me too. They only have like they got like what like a forty year career with three or four albums only. Yeah, and, and, and how many this band's good songs one. on those albums? Again. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's and that's what it really comes down to. It's it's not these aren't our five like favorite and most disliked bands of all time. These are these are bands specifically that either have too much or deserve much more. So, cool. All right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna swing back because now we're we're back we're back to the we're back to the underrated. So actually, you know, uh Tanner, go ahead. Me? Yeah. Okay. Uh are we on overrated or underrated? Underrated. Okay, we're gonna go to uh to Florida for this pick. I don't want to go to Florida. I'm scared. (laughs) Well (laughs) uh and this is a band that is one of my absolute favorites and just because of the quality of the musicianship, the oh, quality gosh. of the songs. I really hope you're not about to say what I think you're going to say. And the quality of the, uh, the, the albums, I- I'm going to go with sabotage. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. And, uh, right. they are a band. I mean, John Oliva's voice is one of the best metal voices in, in, in that genre for me specifically. Uh, Chris Oliva's guitar playing it just those first five albums again we can go on another episode of just ranking a band's first five albums only because a lot of these bands um, careers are based on the first five this is definitely a band where um, I like it up until like Streets when up until when uh, Chris actually passed away but yeah in that time span there's just great musicianship, great albums, just a band that nobody talks about, sadly. And it's, again, one of the very definitions of what underrated means to me. So there you go. Perfect. Yeah, I, I, I know this band, but I've, I've never really listened to them. Like I've, I've seen them around forever, but just never forgave them. Yeah, I mean, Hall, Hall of the Mountain King is one of the greatest metal albums, in my opinion, ever. Uh, definitely go check. I, I recommend people go check out that one or maybe Power of the Night. Um, by, and if you want Johnny like a, Steel? like a, well, if you want like, and if you want like a, uh, like a, almost like an operatic album before Manowar took that over, uh, the, the album Streets is really uh, a really great record for that. So. The power. Power of the Night. Now there, there's that song from. Have you ever heard of? There's a movie called Critters. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah. They, I think they have a song. They have a. There's on... a song called Power of the Night that's played throughout that movie, and it, that movie came out in 1985. So I, I wonder if that's a coincidence or not. Cause there, uh, do you know that you know the band Great White? Oh, the one that burned all their fans. Did they do that? Like literally, like they like lit them on fire. The station, or, or, the station fire. Yeah, it was great. A Great White show. That's what the joke was. There was a literally in like the two thousands. It's been I think it's been twenty years. They did the once bitten, twice shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they played a club called the Station, and and it burned down. The, dude, all the, the my drummer almost got down your girl state line or something like that. 
I think that's I, one of the lines. Well, that I don't know about, but I know there, I was a, there was a movie called Once Bitten that, and it had a character in it. I, I think that the movie came out the, the, the same year the song came out, and then there was a character in the movie that had the same name as one of the band members, and it was all just a coincidence. So I'm wondering about this the sabotage. I wonder if that's a similar situation that 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 critters. Yeah, movie. different song, different song. No, it's a different song. But I but I'm just wondering if they just thought, hey, let let's have our fake song named after this band. Like someone that worked on that movie was a fan of this band. Could be. I, yeah, I, yeah, I just wonder. Or is it like it just total coincidence that? The, this yeah. year that thing came out who knows i know it's a different it has to be different so, yeah definitely go check the, it out if if you've not heard sabotage definitely a band to ch- check out they turned it into a trans-siberian orchestra they, they that kind of whole thing came out of sabotage oh interesting. dj do you like uh you like sabotage I kind of have like the the same answer as you where i've been aware of them Al but Petrelli really haven't haven't Really, he was in Megadeth, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I have to check him out more because I really can't. I don't. I haven't checked him out enough. All right. Well, that's a good pick. All right. Uh, so, uh, I'll I'll go next. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with FM, which is a UK rock and roll band, and they they were called Adult Oriented Rock. That was this this genre it was kind of like not quite glam but it's kind of kind of riding that line of just kind of contemporary metal but it it's poppy enough but it still has a little bit of of edge and they had two really really solid records one one was called indiscreet and then another one was called Tough It Out. Now, they had more records than that, but really, really good musicians, really great singing, really, really solid songs. Just a, a underrated, under totally underrated. Really, really good band. A lot of good stuff. It's it's all, almost like a like a Def Leppard, but a little heavier. And you know I do like Def Leppard, but I, I I think if you like Def Leppard, check out FM. It's also hard to to say a lot about them because I I would also assume that neither of you two have heard of this band. This was a band I I found completely by accident. Yeah, just, not never heard of this band. Yeah, there and they're they're sometimes called FM UK because I'm sure there's plenty of bands called fm but this is the one from the united kingdom really 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 solid contemporary metal band and uh yeah i I recommend both of those albums indiscreet and tough it out indiscreet i think is a better album it's almost kind of like if journey said let's make a metal album like that's what fm kind of sounds like just they have like just just enough angst in them really really good totally underrated uh, high, highly recommended if you like that type of 
I don't want to call it poppy because it's not pop, but that more accessible type of metal. So that's what that's what I got. FM. Cool. All right, Sounds DJ. Good. I uh, I haven't really heard of FM either. I think you would very much like that band. There was another band that I had that was I was thinking about. It was called Icon. Very very similar type of band. I, I think you would like them as well. DJ recommend um, the band Icon. Yeah, they're from uh, Texas, I think. Night of the Crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really Good great band. record. If you like if you like Icon and you like that record, you'll like FM. Okay. Okay. All right, DJ, go ahead. DJ, go ahead. For my underrated? Okay, so I think uh, I'd like to talk about, you know, bands that still exist and that you can still see. But (laughs) I I feel like I have to kind of bring this band up. And you're both not going to like this pick by calling it underrated. but. No, no, no. I, 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 I want to stop you real quick, and I'm going to say okay. my next two picks. I think y- y- there will be a similar a preface for me, but when I explain my point, I think you'll get it. So I think I know where you're going with your. There, there's I'm a not, reason. I'm not sure, but but it does have something to do with this show. But I have to say, an underrated band, Control Denied. With Chuck Schuldner's band after after death, and I think he did the fans of he did the right thing by not releasing it as a death record. I don't generally like progressive anything, but I actually like uh, Tim Amar's vocals on the record. I don't. I listen to Pharaoh. I don't really like his vocals there, but I just think it's so interesting to hear the Chuck Schuldner death guitar. The drumming is, it's great. Yeah, and and Steve DiGiorgio, I think we, wasn't he in Testament when we used to see him? No, we saw him when he was with Sadist. Oh, okay, he was with Sadist. But anyways, he's on that that record, The Fragile Art of Existence. And I think the only song I don't like on that record is the, is the, the name of the album, The Fragile Art of Existence. But there's some songs on there that I really like. And they never, and I think they're underrated because, I mean, I, I didn't really know about them until recently, and they had a tour set up, but Chuck died. Uh, but I think that's a band, I don't think they ever got to play a live show. I just think it's just so interesting that, like, Death composes so many members that, like, Andy LaRock was in Death, you know, everyone was in Death, Gene Hoglin, that Tanner, you interviewed him. He even did some, I think he talked to you about some uh, of his time during death, but I just like, gosh, it doesn't even really seem like progressive metal to me that, that, cause it, I would rather listen to that control denied album than the sound of perseverance. I mean, I like a couple songs on that album, like uh, spirit crusher, bite the pain, uh, voice of the soul, but like I don't know. I, I don't know what you guys think about that. Well, I, I think uh, I think that's a that's a, a good pick because it's it's not death because 
Right. I think that's what people hold it against. They expect it to be death. It's like, it's a totally different band. It's the same yeah. guy, but yeah, like and, it's and, and, a total and that's a, different. Well, and also you, you put it as an underrated thing. Um, it's not Chuck Schuldner. Well, I'm tired of this death project. Uh, I'm just going to change the name, but I'm going to do the same thing. He was, he did do something different with control. Oh, it's different. And yeah, the record sounds like each song kind of sounds very similar, but, but it, it it is different than death and it's very musically good. Like I would want to play the drums or learn how to drum, play the drums after listening to that. Like the guitar solos are good. There's some cool riffs in there. It's not very thrashy or death metally, but it's heavy. You can't deny that. I, I'm pleasantly surprised with it, but I, I don't think everyone feels that way. And I'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever, but it is something but I it's feel underrated. Is underrated. It's underrated. underrated. Yeah. I get yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Good, good pick. Yeah. That, there, yeah, there's not too much to say about that just because there's not um, a lot I, of music for, for that band. Well, no. I, I have, I have a couple things if you don't mind. Uh, I, I think mind. me and, me and uh, DJ, we were we were doing a, a, a an episode here or whatever for for my podcast, and he was talking about Control the Night, and I and I was telling him like that record is is awful. Yeah, I I am not a personal fan of it. I think everything that Chuck did outside of Death is not very good. Like that Voodoo Cult project, wherever the guy put up a bunch of money and had all of our favorite players on one album, that was a travesty. Um, this I can I can consider definitely it's a good pick for the underrated moniker. I'm not a huge fan of the album, the the tone of the guitar. Richard Christie's uh, drums are are good. He's a great solid drummer that is often. If you want to talk about underrated players? He's that's an underrated prank caller. That's what I. Think. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, come on now. Yeah, he's he's. Did he do drums on the Howard Stern, uh, Howard Stern show for a while? He didn't just do drums on that show. He was just a regular contributor to that show. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he. I don't know if he still is or not. Um, yeah, Richard and Sal, but no, he's a very underrated drummer. He 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 did oh, the yeah. drums on on Sound, Sound of Perseverance. Perseverance. Yeah, yeah, really uh, good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Charred Walls of the Damned project, but he's again solid drummer. He did Iced Earth and and whatnot, but. I, I just don't like Tim's vocals. Like it, there's something off-putting about his vocals for me on, on this. And again, it, ha- it doesn't detract anything from what DJ mentioned. It's a good pick for an underrated um, band, but yeah, this record, I I think Chuck would have written it in, in my opinion, even worse music had he been around after this. Cause this is kind of the direction where it was like, I don't know about this. But again, well, it was well, yeah. death. I think he would have went back to death. He would have went back to death and then wrote an album like this. It just yeah, th- I don't that's, know, man. And that's why I said there's not a lot to say because there's only the one album. But could he have uh, done? Could he foreseeably done like a tour we'll with know. Control Denied and and in the same day do, in death like headline or something or vice versa? Like that he would, would probably he would probably he could do uh, it for uh, three hours in this hypothetical thing. This is what would probably happen. This were still around in this day and age with how bands do it now. He would probably do 
uh, a, a set of death and then play like two or three controlled denied songs. If, if he, if it would be some kind of like anniversary of the fragile art of existence, if it were possible. Cause I, I think That's if, how it if would Chuck, be. if Chuck sang on the control denied stuff, then it would be, um, like sound of person too much for me. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he sang like he did on the records before that. Well, yeah, but Sound of Perseverance was essentially a, a Control Denied record that Pretty much. the label told him yeah, it's, it has to be under the death moniker. So, again, it's a good pick, man. It, I have, I have Just because I'm not a huge fan of it doesn't mean it's not a good pick. So that's where I'm going to leave it. Yeah, and it, yeah, because, again, it's not best band. It's underrated, because here's the thing. You, you don't like it. I bet a lot of people do, though. I thought you guys were going to hate the pick. No, no, it's a good pick. I, I'm not a fan of the record per se, but de- right. definitely a good pick. Yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll keep this we'll keep this chugging chugging along. I think uh I think now we're we're back to we're back to overrated. Okay. Right, Tanner. Okay. Actually, so actually you know what? Might... I'm gonna go I'm gonna go first. You go, you go. I'm gonna you go, go first because uh you gotta end the segment, so go ahead. Are you gonna yeah, start so, the next one? Yeah. So um, this one, uh, there's a bunch of asterisks. Now, I stay with me. Stay with me. I know this. This will be a controversial pick. Overrated band. Metallica. Right. <laughs> no, Metallica is easily like the most overrated band of all time. No, no that was one of the rules, wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't uh, even know there was any rules. Yeah. Got on. Go ahead. Led Zeppelin. Ooh. Led Zeppelin has a has like a, a really good handful of real strong classic rock and roll songs, and like half of their their discography is crap. And, and you know they were trying to, to do different things; they were experimenting. And, and I, I I'm going to give them credit for that. But what Led Led Zeppelin is it's like mayhem, where people like their hits but everyone forgets the rest of their songs are crap. Robert Plant couldn't sing live. Uh, Jimmy Page is an extremely overrated guitar player. I I found a lot of what he did to be pretty obnoxious. And that is a band where their mystique was completely built up by a record company where they, they were not better than kiss absolutely weren't better than black Sabbath, but they are often regarded as, the quintessential, the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Look up any list of like best rock and roll bands. Almost all of them will have Led Zeppelin at number one. And I I do admit that they do have some very good songs, but they also have a lot of very bad songs. John Bonham, great, great drummer. Uh, John Paul Jones, good, good uh, string arrangements, good songwriter. But for the most part, they a handful of good songs. The rest of them, pretty bad. So that that is my pick for uh, overrated. Okay, yeah, that's, no, that's an me, interesting bro. pick. <laughs> go ahead, DJ. You you, you go. No, first. I was gonna say because they are like regarded as, you know, if not even like better than ACDC when oh, ACDC had fifty. As yeah. better than ACDC. ACDC had really fifty years on them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do like the part in, uh, in Wayne's world when I think he's trying, he's about to play that guitar and they're like, Oh, no, no stairway. It's like the one, one rule. 
Um, yeah, I, I think ACDC is a lot better band. Always has been. Um, I mean, I respect Zeppelin. I but, like some of their songs. I like a good yeah. amount of their songs, but they are not the gods of rock that people pretend they no. are. That is my point. Is for I don't think they even have 50 them. songs. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Do they? Six albums? I don't know. So where I where where I'm at with uh, Zeppelin, I didn't I didn't get into Zeppelin until like my 30s. So yeah, it's there's there's some problems with this. So like the one of the reasons why I didn't get into them is because they didn't really write their own songs. Like they ripped off a lot of blues artists. That is true. Nobody nobody That's seems true. to want to discuss that aspect. Everybody kind of. I've heard people talk smack on Elvis for doing the same thing, but, but they give a pass to Zeppelin. I, I never understood that. I think they're, they're fine groups of musicians and, but like one aspect that often does not get discussed is, is that they ripped off a, a bunch of like, of uh, blues musicians and took credit as their own until they got sued into oblivion. Um, now is, far as the songs go yeah some of them are are all right there's a couple like i love zeppelin 2 um, that's the and, one everyone likes like two and four two is the best yes yeah and i love and three is is great too as well but yeah there's only a couple like handfuls of of great songs on on all their records but there's also a lot of just I wouldn't say fluff or in, in the case of just having like having it there on the record, just fluff in terms of just, there's some boring passages on yep. it. Like there's stuff that does not, maybe I wasn't because I wasn't around in the seventies. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my musical experience is coming at this day and age rather than when it first came out. But I, I just, I, I find to them to be, have, it's a, like a love hate relationship. Would you, would you go as far as to say that you find them to be overrated? In certain aspects, yes, yes, yeah. And just in terms of, I mean, they're not Black Sabbath. No. To me, Black Sabbath. If you put Black Sabbath as, under, as overrated, I would have said no f- way. Uh-huh. Pardon my French here. Um, you can bleep that out, but. Yeah, you get my point. They're they consistently. I don't find their quality of output as strong as, say, a Black Sabbath. All right. Well, let's swing that to you then, Tim. All right. Overrated. Probably the number one band that probably came to all of us. Maybe, maybe, but it certainly is the first one on my list that came, um, and to to me or whatever is is Kiss. Okay. Now, now. Don't get me wrong, I like Kiss. Um, uh, the I think first, you, the first. You're probably coming the, for, at them the same way I came at Led Zeppelin. They have more. I think they're more well known for substance compared to um, their music. And where I'm going with this is, I think they got some great stuff. They also have a lot of boring stuff. They have stuff a, Kiss has a lot of bad. Kiss has more bad songs than Led Zeppelin does, for sure. Right, right. And I think because they had their own thing going on, the makeup, the big you know, fire, the, big show, 
Yes, but the the Big boots, larger than life persona. And they're the kings of marketing. I'm not discrediting yep. that. I if you're but when I think of overrated, I think of a band that musically speaking doesn't hold a candle to like their legendness, their legacy. Like I don't go on I don't go to my house and go, I want to listen to it. Yeah, like I'm not gonna go home to my house and put on a kiss album. I rarely ever do that. They're they're not even in my top fifty favorite bands. No nowhere close to that. But I give them credit where credit's due. But if you're talking about overrated, they're they're they meet that criteria on all fronts for me. So anyway, there you go. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick because that that's a band that really they they get by on their reputation almost as businessmen more than musicians. Where I, I think there are a lot of really great his songs, but everyone forgets that almost everything they did in like in the eighties and on was just terrible. They had a few good hits here and there. You know, I, I like Lick It Up. I think that's a good song. Um, Forever is okay. I, I, God Gave Rock and Roll to You is all right. But most of those records, it's really bad. We put the X in sex. Uh, oh, just terrible. Terrible, terrible records. And and again, you know, you know they've had some good musicians. You know, Vinnie Vincent, you know, really, really good guitar player. He's a train wreck in real life. But <laughs> for, the, for the most part, yeah, Kiss... Very, very overrated band. Kiss is almost like the first Slipknot, where the stage presence carried them to fame more than the actual song. Yeah, that's why. That's kind of like the correlation I was going to get to was the Slipknot pick. I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, this band really. I mean, without the fire and and boots and and clothes. Well, they took off the makeup and then. And and their popularity took a huge nosedive. Well, they, yeah, they had to they had to do that to, to like try and survive. Themselves. Yeah, whatever. But you know, they had to put the makeup back on in the nineties to like. Remember when we were a be... good band? Remember when you yeah. liked us? We'll trick you real good. Yeah. So they. Yeah. So that, I think that's like to me the the definition of what overrated is. I always go to Kiss. For, for that pick I'm not saying i don't like them yeah, yeah i'm no. just in terms of overrated that's yeah dj you, you want to weigh in on kiss yeah i guess not really pushback but it's hard because they are one of the first of what they do like they're the first like gimmick type band and then it's funny that when they tried to like out gimmick the gimmick by taking the the makeup off that it like backfired they had they had to do it and it backfired but and then they also keep saying like they've been having like uh last what was it like the last ditch or last uh last, yeah farewell know, tours. Yeah, tour they're like, farewell. yeah, they're like yeah. A, a furniture. Like, how many farewell tours have they had? Yeah. They're like a furniture. Them and Molly crew do that every you know. Yeah. And they're like <laughs> closing furniture sale, store. They're always, always, sale. Yeah, always out of <laughs> Oh, that's been there for ten years. Wow. It, it, it hasn't gone out of business. You know, I mean, these things wonder really, why really good going out of business. DJ, but yeah, no, it is a good pick for for overrated band for sure. All right, then we'll, let's go to you then. So mine, I, I kind of feel like this is. Are we doing over or under? No, it's this is overrated. Last overrated. 
Well, last it's, overrated. Last, it's, it's his last overrated until we, until we go to. Yeah, but I think uh, this is, and I've tried getting into this band. I've listened to them a lot, um, but Tool for me is. Oh yeah, is a very I almost put Tool. Band. I almost put Tool on the list. Yeah, yeah and good pick. And someone had told me like, "Oh, you gotta listen to this." I'm like, "Okay." I listened to it, and the whole song was just like it just sounded like an introduction, just banging on the drums, banging on the drums, and then it stops. And you're like, "Oh, I was, I've been waiting like six minutes for the song to start," and it just was this introduction. And I think like Most the main guy Maynard it is boring, um, but like right now they're on this like power trip festival that you can on Friday night you can see Iron Maiden with Guns N' Roses I, yeah. headlining. Saturday night, Ozzy, and then it's ACDC. And then on Sunday night, you can go see Tool and Metallica. So that's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, I, I almost that's put Tool on, on, on the list. They they just didn't make the cut because I was just like, eh, it's not even worth point, pointing out. Uh, no, but I'll, but I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you were able to pick up the slack because Tool is one of those things where Tool is, I think Tool is a, a mostly inoffensive band as far as a, a, a musical group. And, and what I mean is like, you have to listen to their songs. They're not particularly interesting. I, I think the Deftones are a much better version of Tool. But Tool fans really think that they are very smart people because they like Tool. And <laughs> tool is, is yeah, it's like the pseudo intellects, right? Where, yeah, like I'm I'm a, you know, I'm a smarter dark, for dark gothic to... artist. I listen to tool. You would you couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle the edge that I got here. Right here, I'm walking the line. You cannot do it. I listen to tool. You don't get it. Ugh. Yeah, the tool fans are the most annoying. Tanner, you're, you told me you're a big fan of Tool. You told me they were like your third favorite band. Uh, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Uh, oh, I'm like just now sitting there. Okay, so when it comes to Tool, they're a band that because they haven't had a, like, a lot of output, like they take 20 years per record, yep. essentially, that's where like that hype comes from. They're almost like a system over down where they... They're like because they haven't played in so long. That's why they they are kind of where they are today. As musically speaking, like I love prog music. They're a band I, I just don't get. Yep, yep, I agree. That's I, that's what I is like. They're yeah, much better prog bands than than Tool. So yeah, I, I like one Tool song. I think "Sober" is a decent song, and the rest of it mm-hmm. is just not. It's just kind of boring and just uninteresting. It just it sounds like people in art class pretend to like it so they can talk down to you while you're just like, nah, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to listen to rush. You guys have a good day there. See, uh, yeah, if you're, yeah, rush is a much, much, there's not even, they're not yeah. even in the same ballpark right, yeah. as, as rush, but to yeah, tool is just boring. It's, it's like the Deftones. Boring. Like I, I could have yeah. put the Deftones on this overrated list. I don't know how, but I don't go know ahead. how rated Deftones are, <laughs> so I think they really belong here. But Tool has a lot of fans that I don't believe that they deserve. Same with U2. Like, that could have been another band. Oh, yeah, yeah, U2. Anyway, go ahead. All right, so now we'll, we'll, we'll swing to uh, 
uh, underrated. Uh, I'm going to pick mine. I'm going to go here. Uh, so this is what I got. And there's an asterisk here. Now stay with me. Because mm-hmm. this is n- not specifically a band, but it's an era of the band. And at this point, it's basically a different band. So my, my, and this is, was specifically like my number two, like second most underrated band, Black Sabbath without Ozzy Osbourne. Extremely Ooh. underrated. And it's not just Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules. Dehumanizer is a quality record. One of their best records. Head, Headless Cross, really good. Born Again, all solid, solid records. And I think a lot of these records are better than a lot of the Aussie records. And people don't give them enough credit. Because Black Sabbath, you you think Aussie. Aussie has such a distinct voice. And and those records with him are so iconic. The first four Black Sabbath albums, some of the most impressive things in the history of rock and roll. But when he left... I I feel like people kind of, kind of, you know, they they didn't give them the credit that they deserved. They were almost still kind of like, well, no, it's Black Sabbath, but it's not really Black Sabbath. But that was a really strong era of that band, and and I I think that specifically is the second most underrated band of all time. Let me take the rein on on this guy. Uh, I. I agree on. <laughs> I I didn't know that we could do do something like this. So I was getting outside the box. Because because okay, uh, specifically me... though with this band, it's it's not like Bon Scott dies, they get Brian Johnson. They're a completely different band. But Heaven and Hell and you know Dehumanizer, Mob Rules, those are very different records than the Aussie era. So it's almost like a new band at this point. So that was pretty much my logic with this specific thing all right let me let me uh let me talk real quick though so i i humbly agree on on everything that you're saying uh i actually this is gonna ruffle some feathers here if you've gotten made it to this far into the podcast here i i think ozzy is the the worst black sabbath singer it, it just in in their whole career i think he's the worst singer that black sabbath ever had Granted, I like the Aussie stuff um, outside of Blacks. I think the the Aussie solo stuff is much better than uh, than than Aussie Black Sabbath, Sabbath with Aussie. Yeah. That's just how I'm thinking. Sure, is what I think. So, Danzig and the it, in in my yes, in, in my opinion, I think Tony Martin is one of the greatest singers oh, ever. Yeah, dude, I love um, that record. Headless Headless Cross, so good. Well, Kill in the Spirit World, such a great song. Well, dude, it, not only that, like that might be my, that might be my favorite Sabbath album. Period is is Headless Cross, but Tear and and uh, uh, the Eternal Idol, th- those are fantastic. Right? I mean, top to bottom, th- I think the reason why people kind of discredit is because of Sharon Osbourne, and I'm going to tell you why. Because there's always documentaries with Ozzy talking about Sabbath. And and Sharon chimes in where they, they, they both say it's not Sabbath without Ozzy, and I completely disagree with that assessment. So I think that has a lot to do with it, was the whole kind of reality yeah, show probably, thing. That's probably true. And 
and if you want to, I mean, Sabbath to me is, is Tony Iommi. It, it, it's not, it, Ozzy has nothing to do yeah, with. Yeah, I, yeah, he gave it that, that doomy, spooky sound. Well, no, no, yeah. no, I'm talking at chopping off his fingers. Exactly. No, I, I think Tony Iommi is the sound of Black Sabbath. Right. Yeah. Like he gave it longevity. Cause those are, I mean, granted, dude, they, they fire this kind of iconic singer at the time, bring in Dio. Then Dio leaves to start his own solo thing, which is amazing. They get in, um, you know, they have help from their, from, uh, from Ian Gillian, then turns over to Glenn Hughes. Then obviously Tony, they get, uh, Ray Gillian, which didn't end up working out, so they they bring in Tony Martin. I mean, do you want to talk about an underrated singer? Look no further than it's almost like like what how I feel about Rainbow. I think the the band Rainbow is is yeah, like yeah. that too. Yeah. Post uh, post Dio because I like the the Grand Bonnet era and uh, Joel and Turner Joel stuff. And Turner, a, yeah. He's like he is like the singer for me in Rainbow is Joel and Turner, and, and I I feel the same when it comes to. It, this is going to be very controversial, but screw it. I, I think Tony Martin can do everything Black Sabbath has ever put out, and Ozzy could never sing "Headless Cross." I just I don't see him doing it. He's yeah. just not that kind of a singer. Yeah. So I think, in terms of ability wise, I think Ozzy is the worst Black Sabbath singer. That granted doesn't mean he's he's a bad singer, but I'm talking about there, everything the overall that came after output. him is so much better. Well, not only that, but he could never do that. That's- do you know what I mean? Like he could yeah. never sing the Dio stuff. He can never, it doesn't, it wouldn't work. Yeah, that would but I think all the, I think Tony awesome. Martin can do everything that Sabbath has, their, their whole collection, their whole catalog. If you put Dio or Tony Martin, you're, you'll be fine. Yeah, this, this anyway. was, this was my, this was the second thing that actually came to mind. Like when, when actually thinking about all this, the other ones I kind of had to put my head together. Oh, uh, let me gather some thoughts. Oh, okay. Yeah, but this one was just like the, the first one snapped immediately, and that's another one where I have to preface with the thing. And then this one, there's like, all right, this is this is a no brainer. DJ, what what do you think about Sabbath without Ozzy? Yeah, I think um, kind of like what Tanner was saying about that we like. Aussie solo stuff that sounds great but not like i personally don't necessarily like uh you know obviously like iron man is um you know a staple song but um yeah i can't really argue with that hit hit us with an underrated banner okay there's two more bands that i want to discuss i think i do i have two more picks you have two more i can't remember okay so in the, you know what, in the early 80s, I'm going to go with this pick because there's so many underrated bands, but in the early 80s, kind of when, when MTV was starting, there, wasn't a, there weren't a lot of like music videos. And this was kind of one of the bands that I learned through just through documentaries, through kind of everything else in their career. But they were kind of an important band to MTV in the early 80s. And that's the Go-Go's. Oh, that's um, an underrated pick? Yes. And I'm going to tell you, the, the Beauty and the Beat record is okay. fantastic. Uh, you want to talk in terms, it's, it's kind of like what how you chose the outfield, where it's like, uh, yeah. oh, they only know the hits. Like This oh, is one yeah. of those bands that, 
that kind of comes to mind where that record is fantastic. Yeah, I do too. And I think I can make a case for, they are an important band too, to the overall rock and roll uh, era. Just due to the fact that they were all female at the time. It was kind of like unique. They wrote their own songs, super unique. And they actually had hits with them and they didn't go into the hall of fame until many, many years after they uh, deserved it. So, yeah, you want to talk in terms of like an underrated band? For me, it's the Go Go's. Um, so I got to give credit where credit's due. They were an important band, especially to MTV back in the early early eighties when they were first starting out. So go ahead. Yeah, the the, the Go Go's were also another uh, unique band. In when they first started, they really did not know how to play their instrument, and that that's not me like you know taking pot shots at them. No, they, they genuinely, they, they didn't really know how to play on their first tour. So a lot of the stuff that they did was they just learned by doing it. So just, oh, uh, well, you guys got a tour. Like, uh, okay, we'll do our best. And then they just, you know, they just picked it back up. And, and yeah. And there's a great documentary on the band too, that I think people should go check out where like, it's, it's a, uh, it's an interesting story. A lot of, a lot of drug use, a lot oh, of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A they lot of sex, filthy, drugs, filthy, and rap. Yeah. yeah. They were filthy, filthy, uh, W's. They were, they were not. Oh yeah. Like having, their image portrayed them. Oh no, dude. It, I mean, having sex with the one another in the band and there's a lot of, a lot of interesting tidbits I learned from the Go-Go's very important band. I, and I love the, the guitar player i can't remember who she's she was in bill and ted remember she played joan of arc jane wideland yeah yes she i think she's a she's a great guitar player she might only you know play power chords but the songs that that she would write and with the other guitar player who, who sadly turned into this 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 uh heroin addict and just the overall story is fascinating i i like um help me out here the the singer belinda carlin the singer Yes, Belinda Carlisle, I think. You know what it's worth. Has a, has a, yeah, has a, has a great voice, I think. It just in terms of rock, in in terms of rock music. And again, they were one of the first female bands. I mean, an important band to rock and roll is is the Go-Go's for me. So there you go. All right. DJ. I like that. What do you got for That's a good, besides we got the beat. Yeah, they got the beat. Oh, yeah, they do got the beat. I got my most under, well, not most underrated, but my underrated band that they're, they're like the thrash band for me. Yeah, my most underrated is Sodom. Not your your most underrated. Okay. Oh, not my most underrated. It's one of, Sodom. they're up there because uh, I think they're like the, if you want a heavy thrash, like if you want the thrash band that's never compromised over the years, maybe one album, uh, you could maybe argue like Decision Day, but it's still heavy, like thrash. They never lost their sound, even though that uh, was it Tom Angel, Angel Ripper, the sole member, really, that's a uh, sole founding member of the band. But I, I'm a fan. I think musically, they're extremely underrated as well. Um, but it's too bad they don't play in America. Uh, they're yeah, yeah. So Sod- Sodom is that that's a that's another band. Like, like especially when you when you think of the the three like like the the big uh, 
like German bands, you know, Creator, Destruction, uh, Sodom. Sodom probably is the uh, the 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 low rung of them. And I, I would I would say I know you like Creator, but I, I do think Sodom is is the best of those three. Like Sodom is like a like a pure thrash band that always kind of they always kind of maintained their sound. Yeah, and very important band for black metal too. Yeah, outbreak of evil is is it's almost kind of like like a Bathory but more thrashy. Like it's 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 a it's a really quality thrash metal band. Yeah, I think the worst of them to me is destruction, but that's just my opinion. Um, Uh, Yeah, well, yeah, I think destruction has. Yeah, not a bad yeah, band. Yeah, but I'm yeah, talking. That, if, if, yeah, 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 yeah. It's tough for me to for to to just pick a, of the the three to call one the worst, but one has to be the worst. And um, well, that that Cannonball whatever album is. Oh my god. Oh no, there's a lot of there's a lot of really bad destruction records because it's um, like saying like yeah, but well, well, Creator has a uh, Enderama. It's like yeah, they they got one really bad record, and you know. Well, they have here's some a, okay here's ones, what, but yeah, Destruction has three in a row that are just terrible. Well, creator turned into this like all about the oligarch elite metal band when they used to be like against it. Yeah, like the the well, whole. We, we don't need to talk about Creator. We'll just keep it on stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying. So in terms of my point is, is in terms of a pure, unadulterated, no apologetic thrash band that has like not forgotten where they came from sodom is definitely sodom the is top the tier yeah. yes yeah so- yes. sodom is is absolutely that sodom is what a, what a great band it, it's such a very important to other styles of music though not just thrash metal i was just wanted to throw that tidbit in there like Death they played a huge metal. role in yeah in death metal and black metal so yeah, they were probably the first band to have those guttural vocals, because you know, N- Napalm Death, they they they, you know, sang how they sang and scum and whatever. But that wasn't really like death metal vocal. Where Outbreak of Evil, it that was that's probably the first time, like there was like actual guttural vocal, and that's well, that's pretty shocking, because that yeah, was like wasn't yeah. that record like eighty three. 84 85 but i think i I, a small um let me uh let me kind of uh go head to head with you two bands you're forgetting are 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 motorhead and venom and so i think yeah well that was that was just how lemmy sang though i mean that was lemmy's voice so i I, that's why i discount motorhead on that because it it, yes certainly gravelly vocals but that was just lemmy's voice he wasn't putting on an act venom Sure, yeah, he he is doing a thing, but uh, it, it's it. He, there is the the early kind of like the 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 beta for what would become death metal vocals, but Tom's vocals on on uh, Outbreak of Evil, it it was uh, it it's it's probably the first time someone tried to do something that dark obsessed by cruelty i keep seeing outbreak of evil but that's the first song out right and yeah 
but but I I agree with you on that for sure. I just wanted to make a case for like it didn't come just from Sodom. I, you know, obviously they were inspired by Motorhead. Yeah, they they were obviously inspired by bands such as Motorhead and Venom to create the Sodom sound, which it did with, with bands like Bathory, and then you created the whole black metal thing, and then went to the death metal thing. It's just a whole very Sodom important. is a landmark Again, band too. Yes, above, they're above an, an important band to, and not just so, and and not just important. They were actually a good band in addition. Sure. Y- yes, they were like what what Sabbath is to their to their to their genre. Yes. Right. We obviously not. That's kind of going apples to oranges, but for their specific genre, very important, but also wrote top tier music, just like uh, Sabbath did. So, yeah. good pick, DJ. I'm glad uh, glad you're still with us. Well, um, right. that I think that's it for. Uh, so now we just go to uh, we're going to overrated. Um, uh, I, Wait, I really? will I will start this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got. Because no, we're I had end, four. Yeah, we're going to end on on underrated, and we got one more. Oh, gotcha, underrated. gotcha. Yeah so, yeah, so we wanted to end on a lighter note. You actually, you okay. know, you give give me your your next overrated. over. Okay. The darling of music in general and i can't stand can't stand it i can't stand him as a as a human being as a got a couple good songs but i'm going with bruce springsteen oh oh good i was really worried i was really worried i was like "Uh oh he's gonna have he's gonna pick my my number one underrated (laughs) okay no no bruce springsteen yeah i love that you know what i like one of his songs I I genuinely like, and I'm just, man, that's a great song. It's I'm on fire. I think that is a that's a really good song. But yeah, oh boy, that is that is an excellent pick. <laughs> yeah, and and the the it's he is the darling of Rolling Stone, and yep. in terms of corporate, in terms of I I just I think. He's fake working class, he, fake blue yes, collar. Yeah, yeah. Turn and then, and then he's he's trying to be John Cougar Mellencamp at this point. It's just, it's just garbage. Um, and in terms of corporate guy, you can't get much much uh, better than than Bruce Springsteen. So he's, corny. He, he had a couple good songs. Let's yeah, be, he did. let's. Let's be honest here. Yeah, like but I said, I'm on fire. Overrated. I think that's a great song. Gl- Glory Days, great song. Like Born it. in the USA, great song. But then he and then you and then there's the other ninety percent of his discography. Yeah, but then he ruins his own image, and it's just well, his image yeah, is fake. Good. He doesn't ruin he, his own image. He he pretends to be something else while his actions contradict what he pretends to be. That's yeah, the like, thing. Uh, he was he was never that that rural, you know, hands dirty, working class guy. He was never that. He just pretended to be that. Rage oh, against I'm, machine. I'm, yep. <laughs> same, it's the same thing, you know. Same exact thing. So yeah, I mean, just in terms of just corporate guy, I, I don't know if I can get much better than than Springsteen. Granted, he might be good live. He might you might charge an astronomical amount of money to go see him, but he is, 
has always been overrated for me. I, I never understood the appeal of, of Bruce Springsteen. So there you go. That's that's my reasoning for, for choosing it. Doesn't mean he's my number one. It's just a, a guy that came to mind when you say overrated. Definitely fits that mold. All right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll go next. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to end. Okay. So here here's my pick. Most overrated of all time. And this, this is something that I know is going to be extremely polarizing with, with people. I think there's going to be people that are like, dude, you don't real, you just, you don't get it. I know where you think you're coming from. You don't get, and there's going to be people that are like, yeah, I hate this so much. Uh, who am I going to, who, who do you think I'm going to pick? Pantera? The Beatles. Oh. Oh, interesting. Okay, go ahead. The Beatles, I actually don't mind early Beatles, that, that Brit pop. I, I, I think that is fun. Like, you know, it's it's cheesy by today's standards, but there, there's something fun and, and timeless about that type of music. Whereas um, there, there's stuff from the 60s, that really weird hippie stuff, you know, the Strawberry Fields Forever, the Yellow Submarine, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. All of that stuff, I think it is, it's nonsense. I think the White Album, I think that album sucks. I think Sgt. Pepper's sucks. I, and that's what they're really known for. That's what made them these, these larger than, like, bigger than Jesus. And a lot of their mystique was fake. And they were, they were just a, a, the people that were there when they were. And I, I just, I hate that 70s. Six, or I guess they're 60s mostly. That 60s experimental stoner rock. I, I, it, it is just so cheesy. I, I don't like the Grateful Dead either, but Grateful Dead to me, I, I would have put them on this list, but the thing with Grateful Dead they're, is they're, they're, they're appealing to a very specific niche of people. So they're, yeah. they're, just, they're just for a very specific audience where the Beatles are Whereas Led Zeppelin is kind of like, this is the greatest rock and roll band of all time. The Beatles are kind of that, but for more like pop rock. Like the Beatles are like just the biggest band of all time. And I think the Beatles are mostly subversive, mostly uncreative. Now I will say uh, they do some interesting things with bass lines where instead of just kind of going through the, the, the motions, just repeating the bars, they just kind of go all over the place. I, I I do appreciate there is some creativity to it, but I think the the lyrics are crap. I, I think the the music is cheesy. It, it's corny and it's annoying. And the fandom behind it, I'm glad it is it is dying. But for the most part, the the Beatles are a band that I think why they're liked. The songs are not good and. The songs they have that are good are the ones where the people say, no, that's not the good stuff. You need to hear the good stuff where it's all this kind of backwards upside down. Okay. I, um, I actually do agree with this pick and I'm going to tell you why you, you, you there. I'm here. Okay. I didn't know if you had DJ me I'm out not, or something. I'm or... letting you talk. <laughs> okay. Um, it, the thing is that I don't understand the Beatles is is this point. I wasn't there. Yep. And I, I think I've heard that a too. lot. I think a lot of like 
again, I'm going to go with when I talked to Frank Marino and interviewed him. One of the points was that the Beatles inspired him, blah, blah. He saw him on Ed Sullivan. And I was like, I'm like, look, like, I don't get the appeal of the Beatles. So explain to me, just as a kid at that time, that atmosphere. I guess it's because the Beatles kind of revolutionized rock and roll like Elvis did, which I get that. But I like, I think they wrote stronger stuff apart from the Beatles. Like, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, they were revolutionary just in terms of their recording techniques. Well, they had a and, song called Revolution. Well, they they I'm saying just in terms of the recording techniques, super important for music. Song-wise, concept album-wise, they took a lot of influence, obviously, from bands like the Beach Boys and, and things of, that were coming up at that point. They were kind of like band like band versus band versus, you know, they were kind of one-upping each other. You had Pet Sounds and you had Sgt. Pepper's. Right. So in terms of the Beatles, the the reason why I would say yes is overrated is because if you look at them throughout the years, unless you were there, like I don't get the appeal of the Beatles. They have their music hasn't stood the test of time for me. Like say the right. doors have, like I think Black the Sabbath. doors are much. Okay. Again, you're only proving my point. BB King. I know I am proving your point. So, my yeah. point is, is the substance wise, I think. Well, well, as, well, let the, me, let me, let me quickly pause. Let me quickly pause this when they say, oh, you weren't there. Okay. So the only filter through which you look at this band is nostalgia then. Yes. I mean, that, that's yes. all that, that's all that is, is basically, why do you like this band? Nostalgia. That's it. Yes, and the problem I'm totally looking at it is: what if somebody discovers this band 60 years from now? Right, are they going to have that same appeal? They're all we're, we're all dead and gone, and I, and the answer is no. I don't think so. I, I again, I get more out of the Beach Boys than I do the Beatles. I get yeah, more out yeah. of out of Eddie Cochran or or Chuck Berry than I do the Beatles. It's just I think those those artists have more substance to them and i like paul mccartney outside of the beatles just like i do ozzy outside of of sabbath more than i do the main project so i'm probably a bad guy to 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 ask this that question or to give my response but yeah i'm i i think they wrote better stuff outside of the beatles and because it's so legendary again the band came out from the uk all the, the the underage girls going gaga over them and I mean, they rev- again, they revolutionized rock and roll. They, they did a lot for it. They did a lot for music. But in terms of output-wise, I, I, don't, I don't get a lot of it. So no. there you go. And, yeah, and I, and I think what that comes down to is it's all just nostalgia. And, you know, D- DJ, actually, he, he bummed out. He, he, had to, he had to go. So uh, we, we're not going to hear his, his last pick for overrated. What do you, okay? Let's take a guess. What do you think it well, would have been? I I oh geez, I, I couldn't tell you. I I I I don't know. Based on what he's picked, I don't know. We'll 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 put it in the show notes. But if if you have your guess, you know, throw it out there. Uh, I I I really I wouldn't know what to pick at this point because all I feel like all the good ones have been taken. We we went through a lot of really overrated bands, and I think we have a, a good diversity among them 
so uh we're not gonna hear is underrated so we got we got your we're closing it out here so this is the end of the night so what is your 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 last your most your most underrated act okay my most underrated band is also my favorite metal band of all time and that would be metal church um metal church is a band that literally changed my life and maybe there is some nostalgia to it but in terms of output wise the those first five albums and some of the stuff they did with mike howell uh after that is is amazing i i think because they again they they fit that like that that weird middle of the road mold like a wasp or, a, or an armored saint or a heretic or, and whatnot yes but they fit they weren't thrashy enough for the thrash fans but they also weren't like hair metal enough or, or rock enough for the rock fans they were kind of like that weird middle ground band and I, I get it metallica had a lot to do with their success but i mean david wayne was an incredible singer the dark metal church the 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 debut album was just some of the best albums period for me so i gotta go metal church and then they they lose david wayne he he gets fired they bring in mike howe from heretic um yeah and they did some incredible music so my pick was uh it's gonna be metal church all right unfortunate we we don't hear dj's most uh underrated artist of all time but i'm gonna i'm gonna preface mine now this one you're you're initially you're gonna say that's not underrated now this is why i picked this person as underrated this is this is an artist that i'd say everybody likes and everybody respects and people know the songs uh all of their records well not all of them almost all their records have been successful but no one appreciates them for how good of an artist they actually are and this is this is someone that people know as like what they are but th- th- one of the best musicians is is as far as how they they put music out and what they do and the whole show behind it my number one most underrated weird al and i understand weird al has almost all of his records have been gold at least but people like the the few singles that come out oh isn't that cute that funny ha 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 that's so kitschy but all of his songs are, are great the the parodies are are perfect spins well the 80s are a little more silly but as time went on and especially in the 90s he started really turning pop music on itself no one has has subverted subversive music as well as him and all of his originals are great he has an 11 and a half minute song called albuquerque it's just just a bunch of silliness uh, his movie is great his music videos are all good uh, i i i generally find rap extremely distasteful and disgusting and what he has done to rap and how he has mocked it and you know i'm sure people say oh it's all in good fun but he is taking the most subversive music on the planet and he is turning it on itself and turning it into a joke and that's what it is and he's highlighting it and 
his his poker remixes are really great. His band is really solid musicians. His lyrics are funny, whether they're parodies or original. And and he is just just a solid, wholesome artist. And and none none of his songs are about vulgar things. None none of it is gross. And, And he has been consistent his whole career. And he is underrated, not because, well, he's not that popular, but everybody likes him, but nobody appreciates him. And he should be bigger than he is. I think Weird Al is a genius and people think that he's this silly guy that makes some funny songs and then they go back to their life where I have listened to every Weird Al album front to back and some of the best songs are the ones that are just not even known. I agree. Um, I have a little qualm about, about Weird Al. Uh, he was kind of a jerk when I when I first met him. I only met him the one time, so my I don't want this to affect your pick. But he was definitely like weird. He was kind of like a jerk, weird, kind of didn't you can tell he didn't want to be there. So I get that. But in terms of an artist, I think he's one of the most genius artists ever. Kind of like what Prince is. Again, you don't have to like him, but in like terms him. of a musician. Uh, in terms of songwriter-wise, I think... And Prince I think is also Weird Al kind of unique. Yeah, and, and Weird Al was like that too for me. Um, but I think Weird Al's like originals, I like more than, than the actual parodies. Like, And I, I think, think a lot of people that actually listen to Weird Al understand that. And most people don't listen to Weird Al, they just hear the single parodies, and then and that's it. Oh, I love Weird Al. I love those popular songs that are on the radio. But the original songs are genius. Like Midnight Stars is amazing. I I love the N3D record, Nature Trail to Hell. Um, Happy Birthday is is great off of the the first album. Um, he's got a lot of solid stuff, dude. Uh, I I Christ- love the Christmas- theme for UHF, yeah, Christmas at Ground Zero. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah, and um, but um, dude, like some of the parodies that he did, like um, uh, like Headline News, oh, that's great, genius, one. genius. No, the, and the music videos, genius, and he directs like them, and they're like to a T on on the songs that they're making fun of, like the Nirvana one. They, oh, dude! Like, great. They, they even great got. They even get. Detail. They even get the 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 same janitor the as as the one that was in the yep, the the Nirvana, the Nirvana music video and no that that is a solid pick for different reasons. Um, yeah, outside the I, box. Yeah, no, it's that. This is why you're you're you are a unique individual, um, and I th- I think with Weird Al just in general. Again, the guy is a, is an artist. It's not just like, like here's where I'm going with this. When I saw the 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 UHF movie, the fact that it wasn't bigger, it, it shows you everything that's wrong with society. The uh, and then what was funny is, so then the new movie comes out. What is it? Weird, the story of, of yeah. Weird Al or whatever. Weird it's freaking great. Yep. It's a it's amazing. It's like, a parody of biopic. Way, Dude, that's what makes it so amazing. That it's so it, like I, I 
the only person who could get away with doing something like that is Weird Al. And the fact that he even did that and he even included like somebody who I find very to be very vile is Madonna and paint, paint her to be this like this like larger than life character was just genius for me. So great pick. I have, I have nothing more to, to, to complain about, but I think his original songs are definitely some of my favorites ever. And from front to back, his albums, I always like find to be very enjoyable, even still to this day. Like, even though we know the songs that he's parodying and even like some, some songs like uh like the king of suede which is like a <laughs> police song king of pain yeah. it's it's done so geniusly where it's if you go back to the original song you want it i like hearing the the parody song more than i do the original yep and, and, sometimes. and that, that's something that i i always i always run into that when people talking about it and they're like am i the only one that thinks the parody's better no you are not alone most people find the Weird Al versions better, and that's because there's there there's a fun relaxation to it. Where the the song he's parroting, you know that these people take their songs very seriously, and they think this is like oh, this is this is the most important thing ever. And, and the perfect example is Coolio, and he he's talking uh, about how like oh, you're undermining my song. It's like, dude, your song is about being a scumbag. That that's it, and then he he he's turning it on itself, and and it's about being Amish. You people need to lighten up, and that's why people like it because they have more fun, and that's what it's about. At the end of the day, are you having fun with with your music? Anyway, yeah, that's enough. We we could do a whole episode on Weird Al, but uh, that that's it. That that's our pick. Sorry, DJ had to bomb out. He had uh, technical difficulties, but hey, you know he'll put it in the notes. Tanner, where can everybody find you? Well, uh, AC, I, I appreciate first and foremost you having me on the show. I hope I uh, get the invite to do this again. Absolutely. I had a very, very fun time here, and and you're right. This is definitely a like you know a fun fun place to stop, and and you know you should always have fun with listening to music, and especially. You know, I think that's what represents this podcast, the metal podcast that everybody is is listening to, just having fun here. Um, But you can go check out Madras. That's the name of my band, M-A-D-R-O-S-T, at madrasofficial.com. Or you can go on our our band camp, uh, madras.bandcamp.com. Or you can go to nolifetomodelrecords.com and pick up a few of our, our CDs and whatnot. And then I have Poppets Corner, which is the podcast. I'm about to do a documentary on, on the band Heretic. It's my first uh, documentary, and I hope I get to do many more in the near future. But I just thanks so much again for having me. I really do appreciate it. All right, everybody. You stay safe out there. <laughs> <laughs>